0: I am gunora
1: I am Iolite. I am Dexa.
0: I am Grail. And I am versus you. I am versus you.
1: And I'm versus you. I am versus you.
0: And I'm versus you. Casually Hardcore, Sundays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. GMT, only on vtwproductions.com. <laughs>
2: The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Share-Alike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org.
3: Casually like this place. Alive. <laughs> it's alive. It's alive.
2: Do not panic, ladies and gentlemen. The casuals have taken control of the airways. This is Casually Hardcore Live on Versus the World Radio. VTW VTWProductions.com <laughs> For Sunday, the 24th of July, 2011, this is Casually Hardcore, <laughs> and wow. I'm giving Ecuador uh, the, the, the skunk eye. Boy, did
4: I get the evil eye for that.
2: <laughs> I had you turned down until you were all prepped, so you wouldn't do that on the air. I turn it up, and what do you do? I did that. I did that on the
4: air. <laughs> wow. I am Gnomewise.
1: I'm Islet.
4: I'm Grail. And I'm your name is Mud. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. <laughs> You beat me to the punch, I was actually going to say that. A little bit. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) My name is Mud.
2: And it is good to have the actual team on the air this week instead of the emergency substitutes we had last time. Yeah, yeah. As good as they were. I was very pleased with my students.
1: I I thought the kids were awesome, yeah.
2: They rallied and were only uh, a little bit completely uh, intimidated at being live on the air, but... Hey, you do what you got to do. Well,
4: you know, like you say, even if you're not live, the Internet is still forever.
2: The Internet is indeed forever. forever. Yep. Never forget that, young kids, putting your uh, indiscretions out there on the book of the face. Yes. The Internet. It I'm, used to be email is forever. Now it's more globally
4: the Internet is yes, forever. Yes, which right. is why I'm, why I'm careful about what I put out there. Yeah, a little bit. Especially on Facebook. See,
2: and I was actually was really glad, and i mentioned before, I've got my... Alter ego Facebook page up there. I'm up there ah, as Gnome Wise. Yes. They now allow you to c- sculpt that kind of a page, right? And you can actually use Facebook. There's an option to go into your account section and use Facebook as page, so you can comment and other people appear. It all just traces back to your uh, alter ego page. Mm. I like that much better. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So I can I can just be GnomeWise. Well,
4: I st- I, st- I still like having my regular straight up Facebook page because there are a lot of people who know me as yes. I'll say my true name. <laughs> Mikhail, my given name. My true my given name, my true name. <laughs> Bubba. Um and Did I still like have having... your
1: parents meted out too?
4: Yeah, exactly. Meted out, yes. Oh, I don't think so. I I'm I'm totally <laughs> no, good with I'm my kidding. name. Um so, you know, it's more about family and friends and stuff like that who mm-hmm. have no clue
2: to share. See the my family's not really heavily using the Facebook thing at all. Oh, I my mean, one is. brother does. Mine yeah. is. Um, Your so brother
1: with kids does.
2: My primary introduction to Facebook was as a promotion tool for Casually Hardcore yes. and versus the World Productions. So my approach to it is always, you know, how can I use this to communicate information about Internet radio to people. Yes. And I've really, I, I skipped over that whole developmental phase where you actually use it to interact with friends and family. Yes. So I don't have that relationship with Facebook. So to me,
4: the alter page is perfect. I also look at it as it's good for communicating with people that I'm thousands of miles from. Very handy. But at yeah. the same time, it yeah. doesn't substitute. It's not an acceptable substitute as far as I'm concerned contact when the opportunity arises that kind of thing Mm -hmm. but it's also nice because i can keep track of when everybody's birthdays are and you guys all know that i'm horrible about that so i went in there recently and put since i actually have an iphone now and put at least the latter half of this year and part of next year everybody's birthdays in awesome. my in ICAL on my phone so I at least know, okay, I have to send somebody a happy birthday today on Facebook. Yes. If they're on Facebook yeah. or if they're not and I know who is and who isn't, I have to call them and say happy birthday at the very least. Or send them a card or, you know, do whatever I'm gonna do. Because it seems that saying happy birthday on Facebook has kind of taken the place of Mm-hmm. actually a send people cards or card, or a phone, call, or a phone or call and i'm not quite how sure how i feel about that yet so it may be one of those things where it's just i mean some of these people i don't have phone numbers for but
1: i get the electronic cards where you click the link and it sings happy birthday to you
4: yes my uh, you're my, older oh, than you've ever been yes. and now yeah. you're even older <laughs> 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 one of my sister-in-laws <sighs> is very fond of sending those out yeah but they do have their uses i, have, I will admit. i have a, i have a coworker who i've I sent those i have used 123greetings.com a couple of times <laughs> Myself,
2: <laughs> the, the little greeting cards that you now uh, the thing I love about the physical greeting cards with a little playback in them is you know that's more computing power than old mainframes used to have. Oh, yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, <laughs>
4: well, like, you would think
2: about that like that. Too. Moore's law, baby. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. Two more online, minutes and it's a prime though, number. Really feeds into like <laughs> making
0: sure you stay on top of important dates because not only this Facebook, but all anytime you order flowers yep. online now, they keep track of anytime you've ordered flowers I and know send you ordered reminders. Flowers last year, yeah. you want to do it again? this person named Mom. <laughs> Perhaps mom would like more flowers at this point in time. It's like, oh, yeah, Mother's Day, right? Oh, so look, that- at that. Have, <laughs>
1: look at that. You've got a really lovely algorithm going there. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, my goodness.
2: Backing up the truck for the normal programmatic announcements before Mud over there messed things up. Um, see, Mud has stepped away from his mic, so I can uh, now... You can you can do him with impunity. With impunity, indeed. Yes, and so. then
1: you'll have to clean it up real quick when it comes back in. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Our little uh, arch nemesis is over there working on some uh, spaghetti and shells.
2: The, the and, uh, splash damage is impressive.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's going to be lovely. There, there will definitely be bath after this.
2: She's definitely uh, an AOE in, in her <laughs> AOE phase. <Yeah. laughs>
1: Absolutely. Oh, yeah.
2: The dog is usually there to intercept and clean, uh, but the dog is a way to, so there can be peace and quiet uh, to a, a greater extent while we're on the air. Gotcha. As usual, if you are joining us live... And you should be. (laughs) We are in Internet Relay Chat. Come to vtwproductions.com. Click on chat at the top of the page, especially if you have a webcam. Click on chat and video, and you'll find myself and Wayne. How you doing, Wayne? What up? In the video wall. Come join us. See our ugly mugs. Yes, face for radio, and yet we have this camera here. I'm not quite sure what that's all You'll about. You'll notice
1: it's not pointed at me.
2: I'm over here, and she's over there. You man. can also come on over
1: to the dance party. Um, it's me and White Tempest right now. We're jamming.
2: If you play Warcraft, <laughs> hop on to Crown US, Alliance side, and join the dance party in game. Oh, yeah. In Internet Relay Chat, we have the one and the only Barry Vaughn Awesome.
3: Barry my life.
2: He is our producer, formerly known as our IRC rep. If you have something you wish to bring to our attention, please send a personal message to the Barry VA, and he will bring it to our attention. Please do not PM the host directly during the show. You will be summarily ignored, because as we have learned, stare into the black void, and it will stare back at you Oh and yes. make dead dead. Air. Yep. Dead air. And then dead it's air. a staring contest.
1: Dead air, dead air, dead air, And then we all look at each other, going, okay, somebody yeah. talk. Somebody say something. Quick. It
2: was quick. kind of fun watching my students learn that live on the air last week. Yeah. As one, then another of them went completely silent, staring at their computers, like, guys, guys, radio Got show. It. Radio <laughs> show. You can't, Do can't not get look exactly yes. at the foot. No, I've lost another one. <laughs> Come back. God, no. Hmm. But I digress. Oh, my goodness. So, if you wish to join us via email, the email address is ch at com. That's ch as in casually hardcore at vtwproductions.com. Woo-hoo. Useful for those of you who listen to podcast versions of the show and who just um, hate IRC. Yes. You hate, yes. You hate the freedoms.
1: We we, we, we we hate him.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. IRC the expression of freedom?
1: Yep. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. Right yeah. Sometimes a little too. Exactly. This is why we have moderators. We Need some freedom fries. G line, G line, quick! Oh my god! Oh. Uh, what has been read cannot be unread. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, so cold. So cold. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was that my out loud voice?
0: So what's our first segment now? <laughs> random crap uh, welcome, welcome back welcome back okay. <laughs> no, i thought we changed yeah. it up i thought we did something different now instead of random crap
2: um, we were diving directly into the research thread however uh. i and i have something to talk about okay go yes but so you badly need to join us for next year oh my okay. heavens oh, yeah, yeah, you need definitely. to join us
1: for this okay so i want to tell the story right. you go girl i'm going to start and you can you know chime in I'll later in the car yeah good um <laughs> so we actually drove over uh to San Diego uh in the middle of Comic Con. Comic Con was in full swing. Um and we drove over Thursday morning because Thursday night was um a little event put together by a group of people and it was called Wootstock. Mm-hmm. Now um, we actually made it over there uh, with a couple of hours to spare, which was really good because we got in and we walk up and we're like, uh, yeah, we're uh, supposed to meet Paul of uh, Paul and Storm here. He was going to let us uh, plug into the sound and record the event. Oh, you're oh, those and, guys. Oh, you're those guys. Come on All in. Right. And they shuffle us in backstage and, and everybody's on stage doing well, an ensemble practice number.
2: Introduced us to damn it, Liz.
1: Yes. Nice. damn it, Liz. Dammit, Liz was actually running, um, she was kind of operating as stage manager. She, was she wasn't, stage manager. she wasn't the house manager. She was the stage manager. Uh-huh. And um, so Dammit, Liz um, took us around and said, you know, you probably just want to sit down and wait for a few minutes before you touch base with the sound guy because he wiped all of his settings and they're madly trying to reprogram oh, them in before the stage goes dark because the stage goes right. dark at five and then you have an hour left over and then they pick up again at six. Sure. Show starts at seven. So we sat. We waited. Uh, doesn't look like it's going to really happen here. Got to touch base with Paul really quick. Quick run out. Get a little, get a little dinner. Come back. Before we leave, she says, here, you're going to need these. And hands us all access backstage passes. Nice.
4: Mm.
2: <coughs> Neglecting, as it turns out, <laughs> to mark them properly. <laughs> right.
1: <coughs> so they were just, here's blank backstage passes to get back in here. So we come back at right around 6. And we meet up with Sound Guy, and we get ourselves all plugged in, at which point I thought we were going to go find our seats, but it turned out that it was actually easier to (coughs) to just sit at the back of the house with Sound Guy and watch, and light guy, and watch the show Mm. from there. Good sight line. So so we had a good, yeah, we had good line of sight. The show was, um, right before the show, rather, about eh, 20, 30 minutes before the show started, we decided, we really have to go to the bathroom. (laughs) Okay. Gosh, where are we going to find potties around here? Well, we don't want to go out front because we don't know whether, you it's know. It's a zoo. It's a zoo yeah. out there, and they haven't let people in yet, really. So, well, let's let's just go backstage. So we go backstage, and we're walking downstairs. And go down, and we're like, okay, um, well, there's got to be uh, bathrooms near the dressing room, so we'll go downstairs. And sure enough, we're walking downstairs, and I'm just walking down the hallway, and I realize I just walked by Grant Imahara.
4: Mm. Oh, my God. I had a... <laughs>
2: I e just,
1: count. I <laughs> just completely, I and I looked at Todd. Todd turned around and looked at me, and and the eyebrows went up. And <laughs> and we're like, Ooh, there's corrective. a MythBuster in the house. Well. And you know, when we're like, we're not like turning around, going worship at your feet, but we're thinking it. So, bathroom's done. Turn around, walking back to go back to our, our seats, you know, with Sound Guy and right. Light Guy. And I'm looking straight into a dressing room where, look, that's Adam Savage.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> two Mythbusters. Two
1: Mythbusters. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm counting at wait, this point.
4: Wait, I have to do it. Two Mythbusters. <laughs> ah, 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 ah.
1: <laughs> so, and then I'm just like, I, I can't, I can't. I can't come up with an excuse to talk to him. Damn it. <laughs> so up the stairs, we start working our way up the stairs. Down the stairs is coming Will Wheaton. Hi, Will. How are you? Actually, he started it up
2: because he got that look on his face of, I've, I've seen, seen you. you. know you from I know somewhere. You from somewhere.
1: <laughs> and it happened to be like the photo from Phoenix uh, Comic Con. No. Um,
2: I worked with him at both Phoenix Comic Cons uh-huh. and this. So I've got to right. be at yeah. least the background noise of his head of, seen this guy somewhere yeah, before. Right. I've yeah. seen him somewhere recently because Phoenix Comic Con wasn't all that long well, ago. Yeah, right. it wasn't. Well, he even so recorded
0: he something for us at the last Phoenix Comic Con. So yeah, that's a I little more interaction. The
2: exact same
0: outfit. Yeah, yeah. Right. you don't really change much.
1: Well, so I wear <laughs> Madame <laughs> Versus the white shirt. What yeah.
2: am I going to do at one of these Never events? Never gets washed. Don't so make me come over there. So he goes... Uh, <laughs> we even touched it.
1: So he goes, hey, how are you? And I'm like, we're great. How are you? And he goes, pre-show panics.
2: <laughs> and literally
1: like, runs down the stairs past us. And we're like, oh, feel better, dude. He pulled it off. Off we go. Yeah, no, it was a phenomenal show. So that was before the show. I will leave after the show to talk for uh, Gnomewise to talk about. But I will say this. Uh, as much of the show as would make sense to put up in an audible way, you know, in just audio, just audio mm-hmm. we have posted on, yeah, I've, on I've VTW. Created,
2: I have created Stock 3.0, the album, and it's 18 tracks of awesome. Sweet. And that was with losing two tracks because the downside to the sound guy's uh, crisis at the beginning was we didn't get to participate in the sound check, which was the original oh. goal. Oh, yeah. So for the first little bit of the show...
1: You bet, the first two songs of the show. It was the the intro... Right which actually was
2: recoverable. It's not the greatest sound quality, but I posted it anyway because it's it's Will Wheaton being Will Wheaton. Right. But unfortunately a good portion of Paul and Storms set got eaten. We the are the opening of, band. We yeah. are the opening band got eaten and uh, I will sing a lullaby till your vagina got eaten and one other Yes, uh, Sing
1: a Lullaby to Your Vagina. You heard him the, properly. The alternate, the alternate
2: nice. title of that song is F.U. Coldplay. I really like the yeah. fact, though,
0: that you put Got Eaten after that title. That was just yes. in, impeccable <laughs> right you there. Sure. You saw what I did <laughs> Yes. <Yeah. laughs> I also want to give a quick, since da- Daxa decided to co- uh, contribute in the IRC, Ooh, hey, Daxa. that uh, she surprised you didn't cop a feel with Will.
2: Um. <laughs> or who's saying you not We haven't told okay. you about after okay, the show it, yet. Okay, got it, All right, that's good to know. <laughs> He's really generous with his fan base, <laughs> exactly, and that's all yeah. I'm saying about that. But I digress. Um, um, so, yeah, the, the, the feed that the sound guy was giving me was way too hot initially, so it was distorting like crazy. So uh, roundabout, uh, none fight. Everything, right. Everything got sorted. Yeah, it so, got cleaned up. And, I mean, the sound quality, the guy knew his stuff. Oh yeah! was Just having a fantastic time showing us the apps he had in his iPad, and was nerdy enough to be conversant uh, uh, in what the is not the first he did Woodstock last year with him, oh, so okay. he knew he was in. For yeah, it.
1: we spent like that ten minutes before the curtain goes up, where everybody's all ready, and it's just people filing in, talking to him about the board <sighs> right. because he had the uber soundboard very sexy piece of technology amazing Yamaha I mean it was it was only like three years old but it was the design was like eight years old and so he's describing about how this design is at the end of its life cycle and he needs to actually get and the new designs have these four monitors that are all touch screens across the front and he's waiting to get one of those complete
2: sound tech nerd uh oh yeah yeah, Power brother, is, yeah. Hop, hoping he's there next year and, and hoping we get to do this again. Yeah, too. so, yeah. Really so nice guy.
1: definitely shout out to Jason, the sound guy Jason, the sound at the guy. Balboa Theater in oh, yeah. uh, San Diego. Well, no, the
2: whole staff of the Balboa was uniformly awesome to us. Cool uh, for, for yeah. generic people that they were just got thrown in their face at the last minute. They took really good care of us. Awesome, um, and we tried to stay out of another their way. Why you guys badly need to come to this next year because yeah. damn. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, so the show was four and a half hours I know, long. I know,
2: you wanted to. There you is, yes. Two freaking weeks it's out of town. Desire, yeah, it's not desire. I know, yeah. I know. you know,
0: life.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it was uh, four and a half hours long. Yeah. It was phenomenal. I
2: love their, their comeback after oh. the animations. like, yes, ladies and gentlemen, at Woodstock we have a saying, when other shows are closing down for the night, we're beginning the second half. <laughs> right. And they weren't kidding. Yep. <laughs> it just kept going. Yeah. And they kept on going long after we left, actually, because they, they were just... Lining up for the signing. And yeah, they had a, wow. si- they had a wow.
1: signing after Afterwards, the show, and, we like, and like, then they had uh, photos, sub- photo entire. ops after the show, and... Well, we went in between, so they, they take their bows, Right. everybody files off stage, and uh Wise goes,
2: now I, have, never.
1: I have a disc... It's now or never. I have, you know, I have, I have a, I have a flash drive. My excuse it's, is what I have. This is my excuse to uh-huh. get downstairs to the dressing rooms after the show and uh, offer them all a raw copy of the <laughs> of the recording. I have a
2: copy here, and I have this thing called the backstage pass that says all access on it. Let's go. Yeah. Da, 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 so, da, da, da.
1: so literally, we've got it. We're not actually displaying our passes; they're in our right. pockets. Mm-hmm. But everyone at this point is used to yeah. seeing yeah. us yeah. inside the theater, so we just walk downstairs. And basked in the glow and kind of hung around for a little while <laughs> with everybody, and then we got around we we you know listened everybody talk and watched people drink some good beer um that was and one then, of the themes
2: in in the uh, show. Will Wheaton was like, the, "The person who brings me an arrogant bastard ale gets a an upvote and a plus one for me, and that's like money, people." <laughs> and someone obviously someone did they meant they got a stone product. They got him in levitation instead. Uh, so that they, they could mm-hmm. get. And he was he was wonderfully uh, thankful for that because apparently the beer they had on site was not up to Mister Wheaton's standards. Yeah. And I understand because it was Bud Light. Yeah, yeah. That's it not to- It really it, wasn't acceptable beer. There was a running joke where Molly Lewis, uh, at the previous Woodstock 2.0, couldn't at re- their old venue couldn't really get in because she wasn't 21. right, right, right. And their liquor license said, "No, you you can't have her in here. She's underage." So, they kind of had to have security escort her on stage, stand behind her during her set, and escort her back off stage so they didn't lose their liquor license. So, the joke this year is: it's, it's Molly is free because she's 21 now. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And you know, they brought her a, a beer on stage. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And, and Will's like: N- no, I asked for beer.
1: <laughs> it was nice. pretty funny. So, yeah, so we did finally get to offer people um, copies. No one, of course, had the equipment there to make a copy of so it. So we posted it all and put it on the internet, it yeah, it on the internet for them. Download. But it was, <laughs> but it it was, a, was all really,
0: a ruse anyways. So. <laughs> no, <laughs> pretty much. It
1: was, but it was phenomenal. It was really, I mean, we stayed out of people's way and we had an awesome time. And, you know, I really, I, hopefully if, we'll have reason to actually do more talking with people next year.
2: Well, next year, I think we'll set aside more time. Yeah. Now that we understand the lay of the land and how it
1: works, and oh, that. I wanted to arrange video next time because mm. a lot there were a good portion of the show that you had to have video for. Right. And if you had, I mean, it's co- it's a uh, Creative Commons. Right. So if you if they would agree, and then, then we begin can the show post they, By saying high we quality video, you
2: to record this and post it on the internet. Oh, cool. So There's no flash oh, photography. That's so cool. if
1: they're willing to let us come in and set up professional. Um, yeah. Professional video, we then w- we have access to that. We could set that up nice. for them, and then they could have free professional video done, which you you can't actually argue about. Free professional video, free professional audio, then available on the internet, you know, for everybody, mm, and it's nope. very high quality. So, and all I'd like to do is shake your hand, please. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, uh, my goal at a lot of these things is, as evidenced by Phoenix Comic Con, is to get. Little stings recorded, sure. and they just it was it was too much of a zoo. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was crazy. If we
2: had had the stamina to stay to the bitter end,
1: that was my fault. I was tired, and um, I didn't realize where where things were going. I was like, "Well, it sounds you like didn't it realize may have it was going to be at three a.m. night it may have anyway.
0: Been more if you kind of gotten there a little earlier. And Next
2: time, no, that, we will yeah. we will maybe stay the night before and just be there during the setup process right. to work out all these kinks. Yeah, and assist- to be and we, there for I, the I sound check, to line up the cameras. It's the oh. So I was using the handy quarter as a mixing desk, ah. which I'm not familiar with. So it, it was a cascade of things yeah. that you learn from. For we, sure. We've got fantastic captures when all is said and done. And go, for the love of God, go to the Alpha Geek section of Versus the World Radio yeah, and nice. download them now. And we're going to play some of the, them for you uh, during our music breaks today. Because, awesome. Damn. And yeah yeah the Heck ones yeah. that
1: are the ones that are short enough, and they were just yeah it, so it was a really just a phenomenal event, but you know you get to the hotel, it's three before you're actually eating dinner, yep, and
2: Thankfully, then there's late night delivery italian available, and then <laughs> go, go
1: crashing out immediately and then getting up, it's ten or so when you're getting up in the morning, you realize, huh you're supposed to be home in like two hours, yeah. <laughs> that's not gonna happen. Then your 8-year-old is calling you having hysterics because mom's not going to be there at noon like she said she
2: no, would. No. <laughs> it's like ah does not deal with change well. Yeah. Mm. Ah. But we can highly recommend uh, download, you know, the Woodstock 3.0 content we created for you, get a flavor for it. And if Woodstock comes anywhere near you cuz they do tour the show around, right. go for the love of god go. It is, yeah. it, is it is it is as advertised. Uh, Nerdvana, Geek Church, whatever you want to call a it.
1: rockin' good time.
2: Yeah, it is. There's a cool. little something there for everybody.
1: They had this one guy who they billed as the, uh, theater owner's nephew to come out on the stage, and he came out just deadpan nervous and told, like, eight, ten minutes of wow jokes. And they were, I know. But they were hilarious. But that's how they build him. They build yeah, him yeah. as random person eight, but he wasn't.
2: It was it was Jeff Lewis from the oh, Guild, right? right. Uh huh. Doing his Herman Holden character, who he is who he is created as the real life persona of the Guildmaster he right. plays, and this was Herman Four, Holden doing his stand up. Yeah stand-up uh, comedy premiere. He did Well, he did something like that at BlizzCon. No, he's done a very similar, yeah. and this is yeah. just a, a mutation of that where he was billed as the nephew of the owner of the venue. Oh, family. gotcha. We were
1: advised to give him some stage time. It a good idea time. to give him
2: some stage time.
1: Um, now, some of the more visual jokes that you're not going to see, they had the writer from, one of the primary writers from Eureka mm-hmm. um, down there, and she came out on stage, and they, you know, she basically killed everybody. Um, literally pulled out a gun and shot Adam Savage and hmm. Grant Mahara and uh, Will Wil Wheaton, Wheaton and Felicia Day showed up and, for just that bit. and yeah. Paul and Storm and well Felicia Day had come out for one other event but there were a whole bunch of really uh, great portions of the show that you, you had to get the visual the visual and search, search and YouTube someone so,
2: will have recorded it of varying qualities but it, it'll be out there
1: yeah so it was definitely Fetch me my horcrux. Hilarious, yes. <laughs> Someone brings her laptop out on stage. <laughs> as a writer, that's her horcrux. That's right, her horcrux. Right.
4: <laughs> I saw that last night. Saw so, uh, Oh, the, oh, the, the, the Harry cartoon. Potter? And what'd you think? I think that these 3D effects weren't nearly as good as what was in Avatar. You saw 3D? Yes. You saw the 2D? Yeah, yeah, I saw 3 I didn't go 3D either. I just I went, saw the 2D. I went to 3D, and I, but oh, I thought the movie... <laughs> did they give you the Harry Potter-shaped... No, 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 no. They standard. Didn't. They were almost like Devo glasses. Okay. Was kind of how I thought of it. Hmm. Um, and I now I have just finished watching all of them as a warm-up. Yes, and I literally finished watching Deathly Hallows Part One the night before we went to see Deathly Hallows Part Two. Awesome. I like this. I like Deathly Hallows Part Two better than I like oh, Deathly oh, Hallows yeah. Part One. Well, yeah, I thought they one left big movie. Left you right. Yeah. I realized that. But even even as Deathly Hallows Part One, I thought was. It was choppy. It was choppy. It was a bit disjointed. I understand mm-hmm. they got a lot of source material they're working for, <laughs> Just but a I little. thought it, I thought it could have been smoother. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: That
4: was no small undertaking. No, no. it was.
1: Well, yeah, not. trying to adapt that. Book. But
4: the thing about it was, I also got to see time lapse of all of them growing up. Yeah, which I thought was very interesting. I mean, you've known mm-hmm. these people since they were eleven. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I, I thought that was how much they've all changed and how they've grown up into looking like little kids, into teenagers, looking into like young adults, young adults, and Emma Watson, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You don't need to feel bad about yourself anymore because nope. she's, totally she's 23, 24 yeah. now. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
4: Yes. Actually, I thought the girl who played Ginny Weasley, Bonnie Wright, yeah, she was pretty good, darn good looking too. Yeah, I saw some mm.
2: shots from her modeling uh, mm. career that she started up. Damn, mm-hmm. you, you do the double check. That's who that is. Yeah,
4: as, as she
3: grew oh, up, too, It was kind of right like then. okay. She
2: at which point really you started afternoon.
1: fanning yourself a little bit. A little bit. Oh, yeah, exactly. Ah.
2: Yes, like youngest. But yeah, oh. I enjoyed, yeah,
4: I enjoyed. I enjoyed all the movies. I do have the vapors.
1: Yeah. <laughs> at which point? At which point you went? Who? Who? Yes. <laughs>
4: okay, but now the important question. So I haven't seen any of you in like three weeks.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Is who's got the new George R R? I do. Have you read it yet? No, I started like. I've read like three pages. Oh,
2: okay. I'm not touching any of his books until the uh, SOB is done and hasn't
4: died. Hmm. How, old I'm, is I'm still, still, how many more books is he supposed to come out I'm still for convinced this? he's going to pull a
0: Zelazny on me. As I understand it, it was supposed to be. Seven, but now it's probably eight because, because he, he never expected to split this book. Right? Yes, because for Cause cause Crows this was book, supposed to be all. Right? It this was. book was
4: supposed to be. This is book is supposed to be five. This is right? supposed to be book four. But Feast for Crows
0: and Dan- and Dance with Dragons was supposed to just be Dance with Dragons and it was one book, one book. But then he slept right into two books. So I. So think he's that got three. So eight.
4: he's got three more left. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. No, and when he has successfully finished the series, and the book arrives on the. Whatever passes for a shelf at that point in the future, right? Most um, known as is download, right? Then and only then I will reread from the beginning all the way through to the end because I'm just getting
4: sick of new book comes out great. I got to reread everything because I can't remember
5: all those.
4: See, that's kind of that's kind of the whole thing. That's kind of the whole thing that I'm kind of looking at is all right. Do I want to reread the whole series or? Do I just want to wait until he's done with everything, and then that's just where, that's read where I'm th- taking my read stand. everything from beginning to end well, and go from. I've it. had a oh, number of authors just
2: freaking die on me before yeah. their work yeah. was done, and I don't want to go through that again. A
0: friend of mine though has the audio versions, and said those are really well done.
1: Okay, so. good. As long as they're unabridged,
2: I'm a big. Yeah, you, you already know. You don't have to sell me on that. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of unabridged audio. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> here's here's an example: driving across the desert, right. I read to him for four and a half hours.
2: Wow. That was just on the way out.
1: Uh, just on the way out. I read another four hours on the way back. Codex Alera, I finished, I, uh We finished book four. <sighs> Captain Fury. Captain's Fury oh, yeah. and got partway into book five of Codex Alera.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, I, I have an announcement to make before you finish that. Uh-huh. Ladies and gentlemen, you have wit- just witnessed the epitome of marital commitment.
1: <laughs> what reading for because eight and a half you wrote hours? F-
4: to him for eight and a half <laughs> yeah. hours. That's my little cookie while butter. driving.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I don't reading while driving doesn't actually bother me, and it's a uh, is fun. I get to actually read the book, and I get to practice reading aloud, which I get kind of excited sometimes the book gets, starts moving really fast and I start reading really fast and I'm like oh crap I'm slurring my words together I gotta slow yeah. down and makes, so you're working on your pronunciation and you're working on trying to give the characters voice and you're working on so and I couldn't tell could, was I doing okay voicing the characters Fantastic. and things like that because you're trying I, to voice them differently and I look forward
2: to road trips with you because I know that I'm gonna get me some audio <laughs> <laughs> See, I I can't
0: stay. I hate reading out loud, and Naxa loves for me to read out loud. But my biggest issue is I get really self conscious because when I read, Dude, especially e- people's e- it's names, e-
4: it's ear candy. But to
0: me, it's like the people's names. I I have their my own pronunciation of their names right. in my head. Yeah, but I just kind of go. That. That's a lot of letters together. I'm going to call you blah, blah, blah. and it's then like, like I read right. it out loud, and, and you actually have to realize horrible. I, I have nothing like what's on the page.
4: Realize, I yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. Daxa thinks you has a, you has a sexy well, voice. Well, I so mean, obviously, but
2: nonetheless, especially <laughs> considering the shirt that you're wearing today. Okay, yeah, this exactly. far into our careers together as radio personalities, you have to know that Grail speaks Grailish. Yeah, as this to, is as true. As by just now, mm-hmm. he said pronunciation, pronunciation, because he's Grail, right? Yes. Why be self-conscious that's what about I mean. That. It's completely awesome. See,
0: I shouldn't, I should not, uh, but I hate to subject. My, Wait, myself what? to it, let alone no, yeah, somebody. She else. loves it. I know she does, but I just you know. We do um, keep inviting no. you back. Well, I
1: know,
2: no,
0: no. I'm it's not, funny I
1: because I I realize I'm like, huh. I wonder if I pronounce the same these were these names and these places the same way yeah. that that well, to- that Wise reads them, and then I'm like, well, he's going to get it. So I get it. <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> I mean,
2: and it's everyone has their own read because you're you're sitting there. I didn't reading out to me. I know. I know well, the little scamp did. In fact, I should if I was on the ball. On the ball. (laughs) Um, You're reading your Codex Hilaire to me, and you're reading what I have as Legionaries as Legionnaires. Right. Right. And it's just a, I read it one way, and you read it the other, but I understood exactly what you were talking about. Right. Um, But anyway, we're over time for our first break.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And we have fun for you on the first break.
2: It's a little bit longer break than usual, but we have, from the aforementioned Woodstock 3.0, this is a segment by Patrick Rothfuss, who was a uh, surprise You guys want to stay on and listen to this, by the way. Oh, yeah. This section is titled, It's a Fish. And when you get to the end, you'll understand what I'm talking about. You're listening to Casually Hardcore Live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. Check us out on the web. All the fine shows are available under the Shows tab. Listen to them. You will be glad that you did. We'll be back right after this. This show is brought to you in part by Audible. Audible Audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the Internet with over 85,000 programs for more than 1,000 content providers, including leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. Audible customers can also have their Audible content wirelessly delivered to their smart mobile devices daily, even while sleeping, taking the computer out of the equation. To find out more, visit vtwproductions.com and click on the audible.com advertisement on the left-hand side. Or visit audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions. New customers in the United States and Canada will receive a free audiobook download when they sign up via that link. audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions. Hey everybody on the internet, this is Mike Schramm from Joystick.com and the unofficial Apple web blog, and you are listening to Versus the World Radio. Enjoy it!
6: So, instead of uh, reading you more nerd poetry, I'm going to defer the rest of my time. I thought I would bring a surprise for you guys. You guys like surprises? Um, Please welcome number one New York Times bestselling author, Patrick Rothfuss.
7: Come on now, do you guys really know who I am? That is so weird. <laughs> well, I wrote a couple of fantasy novels, but uh, what most people don't know is that I, while I was struggling and failing to get those published, I actually wrote an advice column for the college paper. It started as an advice column And after about three weeks, it kind of devolved into me making fun of whoever wrote in. And so here is a little column somebody wrote in with an innocent letter, and it kind of spiraled into madness. Uh, Strangely enough, somebody today, when I was signing books, said, The guinea pig column, you have to post it up online. And I said, oh, you know, I keep that in my back pocket. I read it at my, at my signings. It's kind of my ace in the hole. But as we're doing the Creative Commons thing here, uh, I suppose whoever has a camera phone out there gets to finally put this on YouTube and make that woman very happy. <laughs> so here's the letter that was written in. Dear Pat, I live in the dorms, and I want to have a pet. But they say the only pets we can have for fish, and fish suck. You can't play or cuddle with a fish. I don't want a dog or anything, just like a hamster. What's the difference, really? They both live in an aquarium, right? (laughs) And then it's signed, pretty emotional toward mammal embargoes, which is clever because the acronym is PETME. (laughs) Which, you know, at the time, I never read anything into that. I might have missed an opportunity. About 10 years too late. That's that's my track record right there. (laughs) My response. Well, pet me. When I lived in the dorms, I too felt the desire for something mammalian to cuddle. (laughs) However, since I horrify most women, I decided to buy an animal that was forced to love me or face starvation. (laughs) A pet, in other words. So I bought two guinea pigs and an aquarium. I called them Mr. Fluffins and Squeaky Pete. They were teddy bear shorthairs, cute as buttons. How did I deal with the dorm rule against pets? Simple. I ignored it. <laughs> this worked really well for about two months until my RA saw them. He told me I'd have to get rid of them, and I agreed. Then I got back to ignoring the rule. <laughs> this worked really well for another month until he saw him a second time. And now we have a little bit of script style dialogue going back and forth. Him, you said you were going to get rid of those. Me, get rid of what? <laughs> Him, those. I got rid of the old ones, those are new ones. <laughs> Him, you can't have any pets but fish. Me, They aren't pets, they're food. (laughs) I'm just fattening them up. (laughs) Him, listen, there are rules. Me, in Thoreau's concept of civil disobedience, (laughs) it's every citizen's duty to oppose unjust laws. Him, I'm getting the hall director. About ten minutes later, the hall director stopped by. He says, you can't have pets in the dorm. It says right in the handbook, me, except fish, him, right, except fish, me, those are fish, (laughs) him, those are guinea pigs, me, prove it. So he leaves, and he comes back with a dictionary. Here, fish, an aquatic animal. Me, they're aquatic. (laughs) Him, prove it. (laughs) So I leave, and I come back with my neighbor's 10-gallon aquarium. It's full of water, plastic plants, and several confused neon tetras named after the various stooges. Now you should know something at this point. Squeaky Pete was everything you could ever want in a guinea pig. He's loving, cuddly, playful. Mr. Fluffins, however, was standoffish. (laughs) He would occasionally give me this snobby look as if he really didn't approve of my behavior. A few days ago, he and I had had a talk about how he might more willingly embrace the role of loving pet. At the end of the talk, I thought we were in agreement, but when I picked him up afterward, he made we on my hand. (laughs) So, with the hall director standing there, I picked up Mr. Fluffins, dusted the cedar chips off him, and dropped him in the aquarium. (laughs) He squeaked a little and then started to swim around. Then the hall director said, aquatic means they live underwater. Swimming around doesn't count. (laughs) So, turning to look my hall director in the eye, I took Mr. Fluffins in a firm grip and pushed him underwater. (laughs) Sweet mother of fuck, he shouted. (laughs) What are you doing? I'm showing you my fish. I said calmly, still looking him in the eye. Mr. Fluffins and the Stooges started some improv comedy that lasted for five seconds, ten seconds, fifteen seconds. I didn't look away from the hall director. His eyes were huge and he started to sweat. I didn't blink. It's a fish, he said. I pulled Mr. Fluffins out of the tank Squeezed him out Then wrapped him in a towel And put him on my roommate's bed In case he decided to puke And after that pet me The hall director never gave me any trouble at all Best of all, Mr. Fluffins became the perfect pet For about three weeks Then he tried to shiv me in my sleep After that, we had another talk, during which he made wee on my hand yet again. So I killed him, ate him, and made his skin into a little hat that I wear to this day.
2: As usually, Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio, com. So yeah, there's a little sample of the kind of thing you can expect if you, too, attend a presentation of Wootstock. Nice. Yeah. Very funny. <laughs> I rather thought so. We, we we're we really writing down and, and mentally preparing ourselves. For, okay, what are we going to share with people from this stuff when we get back as soon yeah. as humanly possible? Because damn. And yes, from uh, the IRC, Biomed Alchemist, lesson learned. Do not make we. on Patrick Rothfuss. No, just just don't don't we on his hand,
0: or don't, or if you agree to the contract of being a loving pet, <laughs> yeah, that's right, be a damn loving
2: pet. <laughs> 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 yes, somebody would have to love me or face starvation. Yeah, in other words, a pet, pet. Mm-hmm. All righty. So we have a very uh, fat and interesting research thread yeah. this week, provided to us by and the actually the title of this week's research thread is the Barry is a Founding Member of Hydra edition, mm. as titled by the aforementioned Barry Vaughn. Okay, awesome. Yay. So, contributors include Barry V.A., Fangs, z- 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 Aid, Boba Fetish, whose name I just still love to say. Boba Fetish. Mm-hmm. Boba Fetish. Boba Fetish. Boba Fetish. Boba Fetish. Thank you, guys, for all your contributions, about which we shall now speak. And I believe Grail had a, uh, oh, yeah. a preferred go-to one as our opener. Which is, I
0: mean, it always depresses me when I have to give you know, our producer credit for anything. But this is from our producer's contribution, which is top ten supervillains who really should have gone legit. <laughs> this is a really funny, well thought out list, including villains such as Doctor Blight from Captain Planet.
2: And Captain Planet will be coming up later in this discussion. Oh, I know, I know, for totally different yeah. reasons. Yeah, I heard. And, I haven't
0: seen the the thread post, but I've heard of what you're going to uh-huh. talk about. So yeah, eagle. Um, so, quite a few from uh DC, the, DC, especially the Flash. Flash yeah. and a number of people that basically the criteria is here is you're being a supervillain. Number one. They couldn't be just insane. They actually had to have, you know, cognitive reasoning and be somewhat chosen to be evil and chosen to be evil. And it came down to the fact that what you're doing, if you went legit, you would make so much money. Right. <laughs> you're like and sitting, never have to go to jail. And never have to go to jail or deal with people, you know, trying to hunt you down. I mean, you have people like um, Mirror Master who basically figured out how to transport himself through mirrors into alternate dimensions. And basically, the comment is, is you basically should just be giving this person the Nobel Prize already and he should be living, you know, the high life. Living here. large, yep. Yeah. So a lot of the lot of the uh, villains that they bring up here are folks that, you know, if they had applied it, they would have made so much more than, uh, than their a, life as a supervillain could ever possibly give them. Yep. So a very funny, well-put-together list, which I'm sure our aforementioned producers shall
2: be linking in IRC. And we will also include them in the show notes as posted on vtwproductions.com. Yes. Yeah, one of the ones mentioned here is one of The villains, I always kind of went, huh? That was Mysterio? Yeah, he
0: was always a, why?
2: Uh, You might know Mysterio as the fishbowl Spider-Man villain and the only man in existence to make Lady Gaga go, maybe you want to tone it down a little bit, buddy.
0: Yeah, I like the line, the end of it. It goes, if this guy only applied half of his expertise. Uh Uh-oh. Fumble. Baby down.
2: Baby's toy's down.
0: Oh, baby's. Oh, Oh. microphone
2: has landed on the baby's foot. Alert, 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 alert. Magnetically drawn directly to what she should not be touching. Exactly, she's she's growing that exact same gland that her brother has. Oh yeah. Well, it's all children have it. It's amazing (laughs) to observe someone because we're hypersensitive about the position of the gate at the base of the stairs because that way lies death for the infant who's now able to climb but not able to really control her descent. Right. Right. So, whenever anyone misses the latch by the slightest, I mean all you need to do is keep an eye on her because she's on it like a shot. She
0: knows the opening she exists. She knows the opening
2: is there and she's, she's right to it. I mean, it can be almost latched and she's like, nope, I know that didn't click. I'm yeah. going for it.
3: Hmm. All right. So all right. back to Moving
2: the on. research thread. All right. We have... Let's see. yu also from Barbie. yu gi counts down Futurama's best nerdiest jokes. Oh, okay. And also, there's some fun stuff coming out of Comic-Con and Futurama about the five remaining episodes uh, this season. Oh, okay. Um, including one where there's a whole segment where the show is redone in anime style, with all the anime tropes and all really? the stylings. Are just supposed to be freaking awesome. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, but the... Throughout the... Oh, great. Audio built-in, audio on advertisements, is Evil Alien Languages. They have more than i mean it's it's two or three completely formed alien languages that you can either do direct substitutions for english letters or you have to apply a variety of mathematical formula to really in order to decode and there's they put messages throughout the episodes all the time oh, and they give you all funny. the clues you need to do to figure them out so the basic substitution alien language they would often put advertisements in the background like drink slurm right? and then they would have the alien version of it right next to it so you could have the oh, okay, yeah, begin what, to form yeah. your, your language matrix so there's messages to the fans throughout in the various alien languages if you have the wherewithal to go and decode them and if you watch the extras on a lot of the DVDs especially the DVD movies they yeah. talk about it at some length actually Oh wow. there's a DVD extra where they have one of the mathematicians that they refer to a lot she's up there and she's speaking ab- about this exact topic huh Um, Star Trek jokes, of course, they had pretty much the entire surviving cast uh, voice their characters for an episode about themselves. Um, There's the quantum finish at a racehorse, or a horse race, and the professor objecting that, you change the outcome by observing it! (laughs) Uh, One of my favorite episodes, the Farnsworth Parabox, where Professor Farnsworth's from two alternate uh, realities simultaneously make a box containing the other person's universe, and then travel back and forth between them, and hilarity ensues. And the, yeah. only, the only difference between the two universes is that coin flips have the opposite outcome. And then all the things that, you know, what color did Bender choose for his chassis? He oh, a coin. wow. Yeah. Lisa, Lila, whether or not to dis- decide to go out with Fry. Right. <laughs> she flipped a coin, and so on. They had, they had a lot of fun <laughs> with it, and there's a lot of nerdy goodness there. Um, the entirety of the movie Bender's Game, uh, which was had lots and lots of fantasy references. It was basically a and d yeah. centric movie. Um, a villain in a recent episode was Erwin Schrodinger, who was basically doing the Schrodinger's cat experiment live on the screen. Mm. And, of course, a reference to the 3010 Comic-Con, <laughs> yeah. where they actually, if you look at the building that they portray, it's the San Diego Convention Center. Right. And free admission with Ewok pelt. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yep. So there's a lot of fun stuff on those for fans of Futurama, like well me, because Futurama is awesome. Yeah. There's some more dream interviews. Any of the voice actors uh, for that would be awesome. Interview. Oh, I'm sure. Because,
4: damn.
2: Yeah. All right. Uh. Who's
4: got what? Anyone or should I go? Oh, I don't know. There's so many things. They are rather juicy
3: this year. Yes.
2: Well, they did do. uh,
1: Our our guys, there's one in here where Obama, the title is Obama dials for pizza, get space station, which isn't. He called the space station deliberately to talk to the astronauts while uh, Atlantis was up there. Yep. um, You know, and was joking. Um, And so he's, you know, he was joking with them and said, I was just dialing out for pizza and I didn't expect to end up in space, Obama quipped. So I mean, it's it's a uh, little uh, <laughs> flat, kind of a joke, but yeah, I was sad. I was sad to see the last uh, space shuttle. Well, yeah, there's another right
2: there. other link here from Aid was the Atlantis returning safely. <sighs> Woot. Yep. Mm-hmm. Amen. And that's the end of the shuttle program. So we currently yep. have no manned spaceflight program in the United States. Right. We
0: got to hitch a ride with the Russians. Yep.
2: So uh, keep an eye on those Chinese and those Indians because they're leading yeah. the, leading the charge now.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah, that was actually from Boba Fetish. Okay. The link. Um, There's a link here from Aid, though, which is something I participated in, so I do have uh, a slightly invested interest. Uh, Basically, the pre-orders for Old Republic went live. Ah, yes. So we jumped on that, and... Ended up going for the super high priced collector's edition, one hundred and fifty bones. One hundred and fifty right? bones. That so comes with a an statue and an authenticator and music and a galactic map and like seven in-game items. Plus, which is really curious, a in-game collector's edition store, which I don't know what that even is. Stuff that, but it sounds they'll, cool. they'll put
2: more stuff in the store I over guess time. So. I own. don't know. You're going to find out. It was
0: one of those things where I know I would kick myself in the future if I had not had uh, it. So I figured, you know, I better just. See,
2: that just tells me they know their customers. They know base. it. Oh, well, I mean, they had a l- also they
0: limited the amount of collector's editions. Oh, even better. Do. So, yeah. So I was up at midnight on Thursday when they actually put the pre orders live for right. Wednesday. And, uh, you know, everybody was hanging around the forums because that was a rumor that they were going to go live. No, no, no. And, like, 10 minutes later, it, there they were. So. Ding! Dax and I are going to be uh, in there. And they, of course, may also made the announcements at Comic-Con that heavy beta testing is going to start in September. They're going to have big weekends to do stress testing, it sounds like. But release date is still holidays of 2011. Okay. So
2: end of year-ish. That's
1: good.
0: And we've had a few people over Twitter. I know Dax got some, and I got some, asking if we were going to have a casually hardcore Star Wars guild. Guild. Mm -hmm. And yes... However, to f- create a guild right now, you have to have four people minimum that have pre-ordered the game in that guild. Okay. And you can only join one guild in the pre-order phase. Gotcha. So if we can get four people that pre-order, Who we have join a guild now. Right. And if, it's 150 bucks. No, it's 150 if you want the collectors. Oh, for the collectors. You can get okay. the standard edition and pre-order that, which is the normal...
1: Is it 49 60, Forty nine or fifty nine. Probably it's probably fifty
0: bucks. Okay. So yeah. you can do that and, and join that way as well. However, uh, if not, then it's just something we'll form after the game goes live, right? So either yeah, way, so we I'm will provide something once we get a little closer to the launch.
2: So, not surprisingly, from Boba Fetish on the research thread, mm-hmm. uh, from the Den of Geek Star Wars. Boba Fett spin-off movie a possibility?
1: Boba Fett's dead.
2: No, you know. Boba
1: Fett went into the Sarnak no,
2: Yeah, no, he lives in the comics. In, no, the, okay. in the comic, he gets okay. spit out because he's indigestible, and there's a whole <laughs> well. No, he
0: like he gets he's really really wounded, but he manages to crawl out of it, or some right. some other bounty hunter saves him, and he's all burned up. The version up I, the, I in the, ver-
2: in the version I saw, he was burped out. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But I threw up a little. Yeah, I threw up a
2: little. <laughs> yeah. Sarlacc, that's no small undertaking. Could Captain America director Joe Johnston be looking to make a Star Wars spin off movie, and will George Lucas let him? The last Star Wars movie to hit the big screen, The Clone Wars, proved to be a. That
4: was not the last Star Wars movie.
1: No, it wasn't.
2: <laughs> and there was never a Star Wars movie named The Clone Wars. No, mm-hmm. they're talking yeah.
4: about Star Wars, The Clone Wars, the animated, the animated movie. Yeah. 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 Not even the animated series, but the animated the movie, movie okay. is what yes, they're that
2: that talking I are, about. I am, That's in, what they're, I am incorrect. Because I've,
4: I've seen was. it. As a matter of fact, I have it on my
0: laptop oh, on yep. I just got reminded of one thing, though, real quick. Let me hop in. Uh-huh. For the Guild... Um, please email in suggestions for a name ah, yes. or post on Facebook page. Yes. However, you can contact us. We're opening that up to the fan base to come up with a name for the guild for the CH nerf herders. Man, nah, I'm sure there's <laughs> like, we'd probably be nerf herder. 27, <laughs> yeah, 27 at this point.
2: 8, 32, yeah. <laughs> not terribly original. No. All right. So where were we here? The uh, clone wars bringing in was a bit of a damp squib for the franchise, bringing in less than $70 million worldwide. And that seemed to be that for the Star Wars movies in the cinema, save for the inevitable cycle of re-releases, which starts with Phantom Manus 3D next February. Yeah, I definitely threw up in my just mouth. Threw up a little. <laughs> Misa coming at you in 3D. Oh God! But might director Joe Johnston have the key to another film? Johnston, who is doing the press rounds for Captain America at the moment, told Screen Rant, "I'm trying to get George Lucas to make a feature based on Boba Fett." When that when that asked if it's a film he'd like to direct himself, he said, "I would like to. It would be a lot of fun." So Boba, there's there's hope for you.
0: Really? That's surprising because I thought wasn't Lucas the one who always said he never even understood why people liked Boba Fetish? But he understands how to Fett make Fett too, Yeah, how, yeah how, to, how to make money. <laughs> All right, that's 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 damn. All true. I have to
2: do is sign this piece of paper and I receive a large check. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, because he's good. So good at. Protecting the sanctity of his franchise. (coughs) (laughs) But I digress. And I'm not bitter.
4: No, not you.
0: Me so not bitter either.
4: (laughs) So I was looking at explorers to discover three billion-year-old life forms off the coast of Michigan. Yep. And found something else even better. Bring it. Thirteen-year-old shoots chupacabra in Texas.
1: Chupacabra, chupacabra. A young man. A young <laughs> chupacabra. Finally, I know. A young. Yeah, we've only been hunting that guy forever.
4: A young man, identifying himself as Carter Pope, claims to have shot and killed what he believes is a chupacabra in Texas. How did he know it was the legendary monster? Apparently, it was hairless and had shriveled up. Quotes, back legs. Good going, Pope. You probably cold, killed an old injured dog. Yeah, Chihuahua. According to Live Science, Pope is eagerly awaiting confirmation of his historic chupacabra find through DNA analysis of tissues his father sent to a lab. If history is any guide, the chupacabra, which means goat sucker in Spanish, and his name for its reputed habit of sucking the blood out of small animals, including goats and chickens, will soon be revealed as a known member of the canid family, a group that includes dogs, coyotes, and foxes. The creature Pope shot was not seen nor suspected of sucking blood out of anything. It was merely walking across a field. Great. Great. For future
3: reference... Look, it's walking. Okay, Shit. I have to... This is on
4: This is on io9. It's called uh, uh, io9.com, and it's the, It's under the header Monsters Among Us. It says, For future reference, people, if you see a creature you m- you think might be a cryptid, don't kill it. Trapping it is much better. That way the J- Chupacabra's blood-sucking family won't come after you in the dead of night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just the fact that all they have is the tissue sensor and no longer have the actual... Critter. Critter itself... Uh, yeah suspicious
2: well mean people were were suspicious and skeptical about the the unbelievably large hogs in the American southeast until and, they actually until they showed the body yeah. yes well they yeah. yeah
4: but there was there was one i watched uh, it was actually on national geographic I watched about a hog called Hogzilla, which mm-hmm. they allegedly reputed weighed the better part of a ton mm-hmm. and which two thousand pounds for reference. And they had a picture of this thing, and um, the hog did actually exist, and they actually sent a team out to dig it up, which mm-hmm. that was entertaining to watch.
1: <laughs> Great.
4: Yeah, because it had been in the ground for a while, but they figured out that the f- the picture that they had, that the guys were saying, oh no, this is a thirteen or 1,400 pound pig, hog, feral hog. Um, yeah, they had faked the photo, and yeah. that the, the pig, based on the size of the skeleton, mm-hmm. was probably... Still seven or 800 pounds, which big. is a gigantic freaking gargantuan. pig. Just not nearly as big as what these guys were claiming it was. No. Right. So it was kind of interesting well, to watch. Well, you
1: know, I've got to tell you, I'm going to cut them some slack. Admittedly, I'm not a hunter, but I'm thinking to myself... How do you weigh a 1400 pound pig in the field <laughs> in the field you know i mean how are you gonna guess on that um and, a very, and apparently
4: it involved a backhoe <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah they lifted it up and had a big yeah had a big scale it weight big scale. yeah like you'd, weigh, that, like you'd weigh giant fish on
1: exactly it. yeah a suspendable scale yes what what it it cracks me up though but i sit there and i think to myself wow really
2: really really yeah. i
1: have uh i have two articles um, wherever possible, uh, Gnomewise and I have been driving um, because we don't like to fly anymore. Um, Freedom grope. Yeah, we're not, we're not real fans of the, the security measures at the airports these days. I understand it. it's I get it, but I'm not a fan. Um, and there were two articles in the research thread. Um, one, which I didn't like at all, was the woman who purportedly turned the tides at Phoenix Sky Harbor and groped the TSA agent. Yes. Um, and of course, is now filing is now facing charges of uh, sexual assault, felony <laughs> charges. Yes. But yeah, hello. What are you going to do? There are
4: different ways to object, people.
2: Exactly.
1: Yes,
4: that was kind of not smart. Not a Speaking good. Speaking of, of, of civil it. disobedience, mm-hmm.
1: um, the other one. Uh, which struck me as, oh, gosh, isn't this just capitalism at work, was the new way to cut the security line, Mm -hmm. um, which was basically a trusted traveler's program that TSA is putting out, which basically says, you can do a background check on me, and I will pay you extra per year. And what that means is I get to skip the long lines, I don't have to take my shoes off, and I don't have to take my computer out of my case. And you don't get... And I won't routinely face a body scanner. Right. That's what it says in there. But I might still face a body scanner. I still have random checks. And if anyone on the 460,000-person watch list is on the same flight, then I don't get any of the benefits.
2: And that right there tells me clearer than anything else that even the TSA knows that everything they are doing is BS. Oh, yeah. They just opened the door to anyone who seriously wants to penetrate security. This is the perfect way
3: well
1: and and so i can pass a background check great i bet 65 gazillion people who are who could intend bad things could pass a background check Mm -hmm. i mean you're not doing the eighty thousand dollar i'm gonna go work for the nsa background check right i guarantee you that not for 179 bucks a year
2: i mean the people who are in in are probably saying oh yeah no one would no one would ever you know criminal would ever submit themselves this kind of check it'll be it'll be fine And this is the same set of people who said no one would ever sacrifice their own lives to fly an airplane into a building. So, yeah. Security, theater, charges forward, unabated. And this is just another clear indication that they know exactly what they're doing. And now they're learning how to make money off of it. Way to go, TSA. But I'm not bitter. And that's way over time for us, so I'm going to take us to our next break. We have this week's episode of Northrend News from Amelia Overbay Day. This is episode 61 entitled Nosedive, and we'll be back right after this. Versus the World Radio uses Typefrag Ventrilo servers. Try them out for free at www.vtwproductions.com. Once you've experienced their incredible sound quality or their high-availability worldwide servers, sign up for your own vent server at typefrag.com. Use promo code VTW for a special deal. Try on all of their fantastic features, such as their money-back guarantee, instant setup over the Internet web-based control panel, live chat support, and servers based around the world, so you can always find one that is near to where you'd like to play. Versus the World uses Typefrag, and so should you. www.typefrag.com, promo code VTW.
8: Welcome to Northrend News, airing... (laughs) Don't touch that dial. You're listening to NGR, Gadgetzan's premier news source, airing exclusively on Casually Hardcore on vtwproductions.com. In today's top story, those dimwit gnomes... Hey, who are you calling dimwit? Those dimwit gnomes at Northrend News file for bankruptcy after the funding for free radio goes out the window at recent cross-faction budget cuts. It wasn't our fault, you know. Fault? Money doesn't care who's faulted his cupcake. You just remember, you work for NGR now, Nasty Goblin Radio. I never thought I'd see the day. Watch it, kid, or I might have to discipline you, the old-fashioned way. Anyhow, with more news from the scene, here's one of our field reporters. Blinky Bixby here, outside Dalaran, where just moments ago the leaders of the Horde and Alliance signed into law a new bill which they say is focused on defending key areas of Azeroth from Deathwing's attacks. As elementals from the Firelands pour over the world, and Ragnaros threatens to engulf Mount Hyjal in a ball of flames... King Varian Rin and Garage Hellscream have sidelined their political differences in favor of adopting a new fiscal policy which will grow offensive and tactical operations in key areas throughout the Twilight Highlands, Mount Hyjal, and Deepholm in an effort to combat the Fire Lord's attacks. Already, new teams bearing fire-resistant armor and cold damage weapons have been launched into key trouble areas, with more strike teams scheduled for deployment throughout the coming week. Unfortunately, this means that agencies like Northrend News, which previously relied on the Azerothian Combined Neutrality Budget Funding to operate, are now out in the cold. While the Humans of Stormwind petitioned this morning to reserve funding for arts and entertainment, a delegation of orcs calling themselves Hellscream's Fist successfully lobbied to strike all non-essential funding items from the budget. As the funding calamity hits, a number of news agencies have already closed their doors, including the Three-Worgan Press, the Lorda and Herald, and the Feralas Observer. For the rest of us, a budgetary battle will soon be happening, probably on the floor of the arena. No Rent News Forever! It's your only source of unbiased, informative reporting. You lily-livered gnomes can take a hike.
7: The Bifty Bay Inquirer is the only news source with the paper it printed on.
3: Read all a
7: budget. The reporter
3: is going to make mincemeat out of the competition.
8: As a result of our recent financial unpredictability, we have picked up some sponsors for our newscast. But you can always trust the impartiality of the news. This week's episode is brought to you by Dizzy Jingle Purses Credit and Bail Bonds Store, servicing all your personal financial needs since Outland was still called Draenor. Remember, if it's not jingling, you might want to check your wallet. For today's top stories from all corners of Azeroth, this is Northrend News. Uh, this is Turf Surf from the incredible podcast of Amazing
7: Awesomeness, and you're listening to Versus of the World Radio. This is a very
6: important song to me. I hope that's very soon a very important song
4: to you too. Here we go. Oh, uh. That's where we are. Now follow along monkey chicken
6: chicken monkey chicken duck duck chicken monkey monkey chicken monkey chicken chicken monkey duck monkey duck chicken duck monkey monkey duck duck chicken monkey chicken chicken monkey chicken monkey, chicken, monkey duck chicken chicken monkey duck chicken monkey duck duck chicken chicken monkey chicken monkey chicken duck chicken duck duck chicken monkey monkey duck chicken monkey duck chicken duck monkey duck duck chicken chicken monkey chicken monkey monkey chicken monkey chicken chicken monkey chicken monkey monkey chicken monkey duck Chicken, chicken, monkey, chicken, monkey, duck, chicken, chicken, duck, chicken, monkey, monkey, chicken, monkey, chicken, duck. Me, caps- duck, 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 chicken, monkey, chicken, chicken, monkey, chicken, duck, duck, chicken, chicken, duck, chicken, monkey, monkey, chicken. Oh, oh, chicken chicken Duck, duck, chicken, monkey, chicken, chicken, monkey, chicken, chicken, monkey, monkey, chicken, monkey, chicken, monkey, duck, duck. Chicken, 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 monkey, monkey, chicken, monkey, duck, 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 Boots. You are listening to VTW.
1: VTW. VTW.
7: VTW. 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 Productions.
1: Productions.
7: Productions.
8: Productions. com.
7: dot com. dot com.
8: dot com. dot com.
2: Versus the World Radio. Casually Hardcore continues, live on Versus the World video, vtwproductions.com.
1: Talk about an earworm. What?
2: Chicken monkey monkey chicken chicken duck duck duck. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's really bad. It's going to be in my head in the background now.
4: Mike Furman, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Yes, but it's got a funky beat and you can dance Mm -hmm. to it.
1: It does. (laughs) It's a little funky.
4: (laughs) But I digress. Yes,
1: that is also part of
3: uh,
2: Hootstock 3.0, the album. And the little girl has little things to say.
1: Um, Valerian was asking if there was some hidden meaning or nuance I'm not getting. Is the song actually a work of genius? Well, you had part of the song. I mean, it's funny just to listen to it on its own, but it was a visual joke. He had slides going through every single time he, he said, said one of the words. Chicken, chicken, monkey, chicken. And they were various pictures of chicken, monkeys, and ducks. And then he would put a person in there. Who looked um, like a chicken or a monkey or, or a duck. Um, or it was some sort of joke, you yep. know, when he would get it. And then, of course, at the end, they had Goose from um, Top Gun. Um, was the picture that went in there? Duck, 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 so duck, duck. Goose, goose. part of it was, um, part of it was the visual humor too. Yeah, but it's, it's <coughs> but it's still it's yeah that one does.
4: <laughs> yes, but it was still yeah. awesome. Yeah.
2: it's
1: still an earworm, for absolutely and completely.
4: <laughs> next segment,
2: by the way, have your Skype on standby, and want to have a specific topic other than any of the topics we have covered today that you wish to chime in on? standby with your Skype, and we'll call for calls <laughs> next segment. Okay, from San Diego, excuse me, sign on San Diego, weapons check at Comic-Con, <laughs> uncovers some serious stuff. Serious business. Co- co- cosplay is serious, serious business. business. Comic-Con, it's all nerdy fun and games till someone loses an eye to a razor sharp stiletto.
1: Oh. <laughs> or a two foot
2: long machete. Or an honest to Rambo AR-15 rifle. What we are someone trying...
1: took an AR-15 to Comic-Con? Yes,
2: and I can probably explain why. <laughs> but I'll let him finish reading What we're first. trying to do, said a member of the Con's weapons checking team, yes, they have a team, Good. is keep people from getting hurt and Comic-Con from getting sued. When Frodo enters the convention center, say someone from a team of 10 ex-cops makes sure his replica Middle-Earth sword can't lop off any real-world limbs. Weapons that pass inspection are marked with a bit of sparkling tape. Those that don't are held until the owners leave. Friday, the pile of seized weapons include two machetes, one dagger, a commando-style K-Bar knife, and a lead pipe. No rifles, unlike Thursday when a fan tried to enter with an actual AR-15. Makes
4: you wonder, what planet is that guy living on? Planet realism.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
4: My costume is not complete unless I take a real Real (laughs) AR-15. It's
2: it's okay. The firing pin's in my pocket. I won't hurt anybody. Yeah. Uh (laughs)
3: Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: Sure, it's live rounds, but again, firing pin in my pocket. It's okay. Yeah. (laughs) I'm reminded of the the strip, the Bloom County strip, where Oliver Wendell Jones has made his working model of the original atomic bomb, and the... Instructors 10, they're really working, huh? Yeah, kaboom. Where'd you get your radioactive material? I scraped the glowy stuff off of 10,000 old glow-in-the-dark watches. Empty panel with no speech. Final panel, the instructors. Class, fire drill, cool your yeah. jets. I've got the safety on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man, I'm telling you. It is one of the things that I think about, though. It's like I would like a realistic costume. I'm not sure that realistic is good, although it does remind me from, of working at Household Hazardous Waste Days. He mm-hmm. used to go and and uh, as part of my engineering training, I uh, I intern bet you at used these to see all and kinds uh, of crazy well, stuff. Well, you'd, you'd have the 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 widow show up, and she was cleaning out her cleaning out her husband he you know died eight months ago or a year ago cleaning out the garage and he was a World War II vet and you know I just really didn't know what to do with this stuff and you 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 pull it pull it out of her trunk and you open up the trunk and oh look grenades yeah (laughs) okay we should probably not be happy yeah
4: excuse me let me fire department let me no 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 no. that's bomb squad (laughs) that ain't fire department
1: well the closest we had was fire department and they sent everyone away I can tell you from
4: experience that the fire department's going to look at those look at that and go yeah. oh hell no, no. yeah, yeah. we'll ahead. be over there in case there's a fire yes we'll be
3: behind <laughs> a 500 foot cordon along with the out. rest of you
1: <laughs> what we en- what we ended up doing what we ended up doing yes nemesis go get your sprite 0 um, What we ended up doing was the fire department was there when we found anything of that nature, and they would come over and take over, and we would all leave, and then the fire department would evaluate and then call who they needed to call. Oh, okay. So the green suit would come. It was a tiered. It was a tiered evaluation, and so you, you would find that you would find old guns, you would find old ammo, you would find you know like ancient, like how long has this paint thinner can been, you know, like bowed out like this, like it's about to explode yeah. because something else has happened and you just don't even know what's in there. Um, and so it was working household hazardous waste days was kind of crazy. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: There's all kinds of crazy stuff like I that. I worked out four there. or five of them. And I mean, it's hazardous
4: material. Yeah. yeah. You, you bring in the mop and glow team for
2: that.
1: Yeah. I managed that, to that, miss that, the really that, scary stuff. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I have to check for our next one because... Yeah. I have number one a bunch of computer equipment I need to get rid of. Uh, bring it to me. I make regular trips to. Oh, that's the right. I, well, you have to help because yeah. I have to computer clean. Computer I have a I have a couple of hard drives I need to clean off before. Uh-huh. I don't want any information going Quote, out.
2: Personal yeah. files. Okay,
4: uh-huh. <laughs> 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 um, we can do a military bad. wipe but, t- t- on that. G- bow, but wow. I've also got yeah. There's going to be <laughs> magnets involved. I can guarantee that. Honest officer, she said she was 18. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, I. Uh, I have some stuff. Yeah, I have radiator fluid from when I changed the radiator in my truck. Can't throw that in the trash. I've got yep. empty empty plastic bottles of herbicides mm-hmm. from spraying my front yard. Oh yeah. Yet yeah, those can't go. So I have. To, they're like piling up in my carport. I yep. have to actually go look and say. Household hazardous waste day is a good day. Yes, I have to actually go get rid of this <laughs> stuff because I'm tired of looking at it. All right, from
2: the research thread. <sighs> Referencing our earlier story from oh, yes. the villains, Dr... I don't know whatever her name was. Cartoon Network and producer Don Murphy to develop live-action Captain Planet feature. Because oh, obviously, obviously it was needed. That was a hole in the movie landscape. Producers Don Murphy and Susan Montfort, who are coming off Transformers Dark of the Moon, that explains a few things, and the upcoming Sean Levy-directed Hugh jackman star Real Steel have signed a deal with Cartoon Network to develop a live-action adventure theatrical feature based on Captain Planet. He's the animated Ted Turner-created environment-saving hero who was first introduced in the cartoon series Captain Planet and the Planeteers. Murphy and Montfort will develop the film under their Angry Films banner. Okay,
4: that, the, whole, the first part of what you said explains everything. Because they were responsible for Transformers. Dark of the Moon and Real Steel. Dark Dark of the Moon and Real Steel. They think, okay, Transformers Dark of the Moon made millions. Bajillions. Bajillions. So these two idiots are thinking everything that we touch is going to be cinematic gold. Mm -hmm. They have no evidence to the contrary, and I'm looking at you buying
2: public. Yep. Just slap (sighs) Michael Bay in there and have Captain Planet. Bay
1: Explosions!
0: That's right. L.A. or something.
1: Arch Nemesis, give me back my microphone. <laughs> Damn. I
0: don't know. Yeah, I mean the whole kind of like, really, you're going to have somebody running around as heart? Yeah, I mean, really? And I'm heart. I'm heart. What and do you do? Not much. How not do much. I get <laughs> you alone?
1: Uh. <laughs> Can't sing that song. Oh God,
4: please kill me all. <laughs> yes. please kill me now. Shoot me
2: now. But apparently.
1: Arch nemesis is going to eat my microphone in response to that. (laughs) It's
2: what she does. What she's about. Yeah. So we have here. Snakes evolved their venom as part of the three billion year battle with possums. Okay. Who is getting paid? Oh, my, my internet has gone completely wacky. The eternal war with opossums.
1: Wars with opossums? Yeah, oh, so no.
2: Apparently, io9 has just puked I, I, all over the internet I, and won't show me the actual I, article. Oh. Yeah. I was, oh, no. Here it comes. Hey. Say <laughs> hi. <laughs> so, someone is actually being paid to do this research. From io9, venomous vipers like rattlesnakes evolve their deadly toxins incredibly quickly, scientists, scientists had long assumed it was so that they could hunt their prey better, but it might have been to fight off their deadliest predator, the possum. The long-tailed, the long-standing assumption—see what, see what my brain did there—was that the snake's venom is what's known as a feeding adaptation, which means it evolved in response to what they eat. And while we're known, and while we've known for a long time that various mammals hunt down these snakes, researchers hadn't yet explored how all this might fit together. Researchers at the American Museum of Natural History have probed the connection. Okay, that's that wrong <laughs> so to speak and they revealed the shocking truth rattlesnakes and opossums are locked in an evolutionary arms race wow <sighs> <laughs> your tax dollars at work sweet i i really don't know what to say to that did we did we need to know this apparently I mean there's you're familiar with the what are the awards they give out every year? The Ignoble Prize. Okay. Oh, I and,
1: thought you were gonna go for Darwin Awards yeah, for was
2: for exactly <laughs> too. This, is, this is like the Darwin, award, but this is these are the this is the Ignoble Prize and they, they go through each year and award it to the either the money paid to do research of the most obvious things imaginable or just the Research of most useless things. So they will give you an Iggy Award if you are working on, if you've done funded research on something that was to come to a totally obvious conclusion.
3: And
2: I'm not sure if this quite qualifies as a totally obvious conclusion, but why was this a necessary field of
1: study again? I don't know. Because we want to understand the universe. Because maybe one day
0: we will be evolving ourselves and we now know how to give ourselves (laughs) venom. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah.
1: And one day we might be fighting snakes or, on a plane, or, or
0: possums, possums on a plane, possums, <laughs>
1: possums on a plane. On a plane.
0: I'm <laughs> s- <laughs> That'd be kind of horrific.
4: I just got wet.
1: She got you. Wow, <laughs> that was awesome. From a sippy cup.
0: See, maybe you need to develop defenses against babies. You never know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many of you noticed her saying hi to the microphone yes. a little bit ago. No, That's met, her I first that. actual, her first actual word to the mic. Yay. Did you get Gwen?
4: Uh, yes, and now she's making cute yes. faces at me. she
1: says, you love me. Yes, I know, know you know did that because <laughs> I
4: don't have the, box, the can of Pringles here anymore.
1: She <laughs> says, I make you pay. She's so, not giving so, me salt anymore.
2: From Gizmodo.com, facial recognition screws with the wrong man. Technology may be a pivot for many of our lives, but it's not exactly infallible. A Massachusetts man learned that the the hard way after his driver's license was flagged as a fake on the police system due to a facial recognition error. It seems John H. Gass looks rather similar to another Massachusetts driver, causing the system to revoke his license after figuring his, his must be a fake. Rather than head down to the DVLA to sort out the problem, he was instead banned from driving for two weeks, and only won it back after he managed to prove he was who he said he was. Worse yet, it's estimated that another 1,000 drivers
4: faced a similar problem last year. Yeah, I'd have gone down there, I'd have driven anyways, and I'd have been like, this is a problem you are fixing. I'd have been kind of angry about that. The facial recognition
2: software for the state of Massachusetts that they use is identical to one... 34 other states use, paving the way for many more opportunities of mistaken identity for the future. Sweet. Yeah. I'm not sure how the title indicates how it messes with the wrong man, because yeah. he didn't do anything. Well, it messed
0: with the guy, and he was the wrong guy. Gotcha. I he, don't know.
2: Apparently, his features were too generic. Yeah. Apparently. So or late, they matched somebody else. Now too why? Too closely. Yeah. The data points that they, they have chosen to use as right. the recognition points you get a big enough sample size, people, and a system like that's going to collapse under the weight of we're we're all humans and we are similar enough right, that you're going to get a lot of false hits. I guess they just deem that to be uh, an acceptable level of inconvenience. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah.
0: That's. I mean, that's where our future's going. Is all that
2: recognition?
3: Whoa.
1: Whoa, What was that?
3: That was uh, that somebody was...
2: touching the strip. Oh, 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 Alexa. That was the. And we'll just fix that in post, shall we? (laughs) (laughs) There's a reason why we do this on a laptop that has internal power. Wow. Yeah. Sabotage. Sabotage. Yes, that was Arch Nemesis getting under the table and finding the shiny bright light on the plug strip saying, ooh. Ooh, What happens if I press this? Plus, touch, and the soundboard goes poof, poof. (laughs) <laughs> all right, well, all right. All right. She's just and now over. she's
1: going after my headset. I think it's time for me to walk away from the.
2: Just walk, just walk just away. Walk just away. walk away.
1: Walk <laughs> away. Don't touch it again.
0: Grail, you had something. No, I was going to ask if anybody's gone to see Captain America. Not yet. yet. Our
2: plan oh, had then to be on the way back from. I'm going to sound like an idiot.
4: I didn't even know it was out yet. Friday <laughs> it came out Friday. <laughs> okay. Friday. Okay. All right, on. I'm not that far off. Dude. No, no.
2: Yeah, if we had gotten up at a sensible hour, we were going to, like, stop mid-desert at a small theater cool, and watch, yeah. but instead it's, like, waking up. Uh, it's 10.30. Not happening. Okay. We have to check out at 11. Um, yeah. yeah. We should probably be yeah. about this. No, thankfully, the, the motel had a, a humane checkout time of noon, so we, we, oh, didn't that's have to, we didn't have to rush, but we were a little behind our intended yeah. schedule. Okay. And that's what happens when parents get a night followed by a morning with no children. Yeah. Yes. And the <laughs> body just says, no, 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 no we're staying here. I need this. I don't yes. care how uncomfortable yeah. the bed is, we're staying here. We're staying here. it was a very uncomfortable It was not a very comfortable bed, no. Right. It was, it was, right. uh, what do you want? Is Motel 6. I mean, we were not doing this on luxury if we had... Uh, we were doing this up right. We, we would probably still be there attending Comica at this point if funds were not an option. Oh sure, <laughs> sure. A problem. Oh, so absolutely, that's not the universe we live in, kids. Right, right. <laughs> this was a hard. We're in this thing. place, the real world. That's right. Like, ah. All
0: right. But yeah, I don't know of anybody that's seen it. I've heard decent uh, reviews. Barry's
2: even saying she liked it. Yeah,
4: Barry liked it. it two steps. So and I missed it.
2: Our child has just taken her first two steps. Yay! Live on the radio, which uh, it sounds precisely like this. <gasps> Yeah. Exactly. Not good radio. <laughs> Not visual good visual radio. joke. Big deals happening here in the uh Arch nemesis household. Mm-hmm. The uh yeah, that's um, actually that's high praise coming from Barry who who really
3: v- eviscerates, su-
2: eviscerates every, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah superhero movie
4: made. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Cupcheck says Arch Nemesis was uh messing with the TARDIS.
3: Uh-huh.
4: <laughs> 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 She does that
2: sometimes. That's pretty funny. Which is because Nemesis is, is a up? big Doctor Who fan. We've been actually on kind of a Doctor Who binge the last couple of days with hmm. him. So the TARDIS has been gracing our television. Oh, wow, well that's lately. cool.
0: Yeah, yeah I, uh, I watched that Sherlock on that. Ah, how'd you like that? I liked it a lot. You could see real, all three of them? Yeah, I watched all three. I thought the middle one was a little bit of a dip, but yeah. the third, the first and third were awesome. Um, it was really well done. Yeah, I mean, and Dax watched it with me. She really liked it as well. They basically took Sherlock Holmes though mm-hmm. and said, "Let's go one step back from Dex- Dexter." Yeah. And yeah. basically play him that way. So it was uh-huh. very interesting. Well,
2: I mean, you read the source material yeah. and he's a cocaine addict. Yeah. And a complete sociopath.
3: Right.
1: In the source material, and in the original really, books. Yeah. He's
2: yeah. He's, all, he's focused on solving the case yeah. to the exclusion of all else. That's what they've cherry-picked. Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah. Oh, no, I mean, it worked really well. He played it well, but how excited he gets when there's a murder yeah. and stuff. And just, you know, that I thought some excellent lines in there. Oh, heck yeah. Just some very, <laughs> very funny stuff. So it's definitely worth it if you got Netflix to check out the, Absolutely. the three episodes his, or movies, whatever they are.
1: His observation when he looks at the one, girl, one boyfriend and goes, yeah, gay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
2: Nice. Yes, but as it turns out later you learn he didn't look closely yeah. enough. But I guess. Right. <laughs> nah. My favorite thing is the, the, the He's like,
0: no, I'm in shock. I have a blanket. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, I'm in shock. Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, there, there's a blanket. There's a, yeah. Play. What's interesting look is the in, the, in the small world syndrome, I think we mentioned this last week, the, the actor that plays John Watson plays Bilbo Baggins in the upcoming Hobbit films. The guy who plays Sherlock is the voice of Smaug. Oh really? Yeah, mm-hmm. so small small industry syndrome. Ah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Right on. And someone next actually a little, a little cartoon somebody whipped up crossing those two memes together so they have smog coming down from above blowing some some flames and the yeah. flames are basically a, a, a speech bubble that says bored. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Bilbo down below saying calm down, I brought tea.
0: <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Now well, that's you know play off that real quick. So last Sunday we ended up watching all three of the Lord of the Rings in Blu-ray, okay, mm. extended edition, back to back. Wow, which takes twelve a hours. Long time. Wow. Well, yeah, twelve hours just a viewing time, and then if yeah. you actually mix in things like bathroom and food, uh-huh. food yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it yep. actually it took us from nine in the morning till about eleven at night. To finish yeah. the whole yeah, Mr. thing, Jackson, he rolled a lot of footage. Yeah, it was yeah. a lot. It was really cool. T- I mean, Blu-ray looked. F- it was noticeable. It was very, very sharp looking. I have to borrow those off you. No, oh, this is from a friend. Uh, I mean, yeah, you the you did the same. Yeah. I had the TV and the Blu-ray player. He brought over <laughs> the stuff, so yeah. we made you know made a day of it. But man, it was. By that last movie, you're like, let's wrap go. it up. Let's wrap, wrap it up. up. We're like, on. do we really need to see the, the ten coda? endings? Yeah, no, no, no,
3: no, 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 don't it's need to like, do no, that, no, that. No, no, yeah. no.
2: After every... Aragorn shoves his tongue down uh, yeah. Arwen's throat, is is well to me, it's like when they kneel and they
0: go, no, 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 we kneel. We no, we you kneel, never no kneel. One. That no to me is the ending of the movie, and then they put in a bunch of extra crap that need to be there.
2: Yeah, but
0: oh But nonetheless, so yeah, if you have the opportunity, it is worth it to to peruse them on Blu-ray.
2: As mentioned in the Black Void... It is so choice. We did get mm-hmm. to see a early preview of the next Sherlock Holmes film with Robert Downey Jr. Oh, yeah. And Jude yes. Law in it. Yep. Looks to be as fun as the first. Yeah, I <laughs> hope so.
1: Yeah, it looks like it is going to be fun. This
2: one actually has Moriarty in it. Mm. Um, yeah. Who, who was only hinted at. Right. Or um, was a, a background noise villain in the... At the very in end, the, yeah. In the first, yeah. It, it was yeah. interesting, that, and that's, that's how... He works. He works in the Sherlock Holmes universe. Is Holmes very often figures out very late in the game that Moriarty was was moving some of the pieces, right? And that's the whole thing. Is it's the guy he's always chasing, who he is is fully capable of being steps ahead of of Holmes, and that's that's a good villain. Mm-hmm. Um, the so we'll see where they go with that. I mean, I, I as a popcorn movie and, and not a deep exploration of the original Sherlock Holmes material I liked the first Sherlock Holmes yeah. movie very much.
0: Well, I liked it also because they made Watson a strong character. Yes. He right. wasn't they didn't just make like the, yeah. I am just here to, you know, go what a great uh, observation. Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: So. Or just to have
2: someone for
1: which you saw to in the to. BBC series Similar. as well. You a saw, little bit. I mean, yeah, he, Watson's, he's, he's, he's coming into attitude. his own, yeah. but
0: he yeah, he still he uh, spends a
2: lot of the time going uh I have no idea what's going on just like everybody else. And I would say that you know, were dropped into in the Robert Downey Jr. version mm-hmm. later in their relationship. Right, right, Where, and actually it starts out, the original movie where Watson is thinking of, you know, going off and getting married and splitting off and not, not hanging out with Holmes anymore. Right. So they're that that far into the relationship and, and Watson is very much at the, whatever, Holmes, yes, whatever, just run along, do your yeah. thing. <laughs> and, and, you know, I'll, I'll occasionally get there ahead of you. Um, right. Which makes him less of a marshmallow character. Exactly. Um, so I'm, that one I'm looking forward to as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll get they'll get my but, money for that one. But we
1: have Cowboys and Aliens first. Well, yes, we Hell have yeah. Cowboys
4: and Aliens first. <laughs> Captain uh, America's
1: out now. Cowboys and Aliens next week, and then, was, then there's one more before the school year starts that? again. Not not Nemesis's school. I don't, year, know, but I don't remember, know. but I think no. later this Colleges. year
4: is. I saw the preview for uh, the Three Musketeers and D'Artagnan. They're doing that up again. Yeah. yeah which, which, which already... blend But you is this? but you know who's in it No Mila, Mila, yes, she plays an assassin, and she looks totally hot in Victorian era stuff. It's just, oh god, yes, please. Um, They had, they did show a trailer for the for the Dark Knight Rises, right? It was very disjointed. It made absolutely no freaking sense. Yeah, I saw that. I kind of looked at it and went, "Why did you even show me that?"
0: Yeah, it didn't really tell you much other than you saw that Gordon was in the hospital. Yeah, and and
4: they show him breaking, and yeah, a flash of Bane, and you also showed him breaking. The Bat Signal. Yeah. That's the 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 last movie. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah. He broke it down at the very end. Oh, that's right. He He did. I forgot about that. He was
0: hunted, and he disappeared, my question is: They show a lot of the city, though, falling apart. I don't know if that's a metaphor. No, if you look, if you... or if they're saying that the cataclysm is going to hit. No, and...
2: that was totally artistic. And if you defocused a bit, yeah. it formed the bat signal. Okay. Bat. But but still... Oh,
4: I wondered why they were doing yeah. that. It, it
2: wasn't. It wasn't clear at all. Only when I saw it in the still frame, they were like, "Oh, that was the bat symbol." Yeah. Okay. And you're watching right. the. show you, watch the you don't get it at all. But
0: there's still a lot of the the little bits and trailers have shown that. I don't know. I really haven't done a ton of research, but there is a big story in the comic books where an earthquake hits Gotham City. Ah,
2: might be rolling And oh, then it might becomes be the that, No Man's
0: yeah. Land after the earthquake because basically they wall it off. Right. Due to, and, and so that, that may, I don't know if that's the direction they're going, but I know when you see well, a lot of buildings falling, that's the only thing I can relate to from the comics where a lot of structures in Gotham went right. down. I'm not, maybe, real, maybe I'm I'm not real
4: worried about it because we're looking at a year anyways. Yeah, sure, sure. So I'm not real. No, but the, I, uh, I thought oh. the just for just straight-up fun, I was looking at the Three of and I went, ooh, okay, it's got... Mila in it. I'm getting a, no, 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 that Musketeer movie looks terrible mm-hmm. from Barry. Well, yeah. it might be terrible. And it might be, and it might be terrible, but I'm going to have a very low bar for that to get over. I want to be entertained for my 10 or $12. Bucks right. and that's all I want out of it.
0: They also have the new Conan the Barbarian movie coming I'm out. up in the air about that I'm one. really torn, especially because I was working from home, and I tend to have the TV on when I work from home, and AMC put on Conan the Barbarian, the Arnold one. Right. And I watched that, and I'm like, why, what, what could you possibly add? This movie was so damn good, and like the music and everything was yes. so well put together. Like, and I like the guy, because it's the guy who played Cal Drogo from the Game of Thrones HBO series. They got that same guy, to now he's playing Conan. Right. He's
2: a huge guy, and he looks, he looks like he may be able to do the part, but I, just, I don't know. It's Jason uh, Momoa, who was also in Stargate Atlantis as Ronan and i think the the big right. dif- the big difference in this one and the, the guy you know he is a professional bodybuilder yeah. he but he's also a good actor. Yeah, he came. And around. that's what was missing from Arnold's presentation.
3: But I think, um, I mean,
4: Conan doesn't. How much acting do it's, you need? Yeah, exactly. It's Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> he acted like state. a barbarian. He flipped the sword around. He had huge muscles. He looked like a barbarian. It was all good. He punched a camel. A exactly. Yeah, he punched or whatever that thing was. <laughs> it was a
1: camel. Yeah. It was a camel. Was it a camel? It was a yeah. camel. We'll yeah.
4: see. Yeah, we'll see what they, what they come up with. Like. Yeah, right. I'm kind of torn as to whether or not I'm going to go see that uh, one or not. No, no. I saw the preview for it. I'm just like. Mm. Spoilers
1: for what? Valerian's upset about spoilers. I don't think we've done too many any spoilers today. what do we spoil
0: we haven't talked about any I haven't talked about Well, anything. we did. We had some conjecture about possible things for like the dark knight right. and this yeah. everything else you know we yeah we mentioned moriarty's in the new Ooh, sherlock, sherlock Holmes. Holmes. which is in the trailer which is in
3: the trailer right
4: <laughs> yeah no i don't uh, i
0: don't know I don't so know. yeah so anyway. so yeah i just saw the preview the other day for it so i'm really like uh, i don't know i
4: like, can't remember what else we saw we saw happy feet yeah two Oh. Now <laughs> <thing about> that, <laughs> obviously, no, uh, the, the, uh, right? Yeah. Saw, now, here's the thing about that because we were watching it with 3D and like I said earlier I wasn't real impressed with the 3D stuff on it didn't jump out but there was a point when they were doing the preview for Happy Feet 2 where they have a board involved with this is Happy Feet 2 and the little penguin is supposed to be in the thing and the elephant spiel is supposed to come up behind him and he knocks it over it actually looked like it was projecting out to the point where it blocked my view of the top edge of the actual physical screen.
7: Interesting. It was very
4: cool. I was like, okay, I don't want to go see this movie. I won't go see this movie at all. But, hmm, that 3D effect was really cool. It was just one of those things, you know, it was kind of like my Avatar moment where I was playing with the water droplets. Mm-hmm. In the first two minutes of the movie, I kept doing this. And I know it doesn't translate, to but to I, them out I kept air. trying to pinch them out of the air because it really looked that good. But it was also. Dolby Digital 3D with the really fancy glasses, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to, please recycle your glasses here.
1: Here's kind when of thing. Yeah, here's when I sigh deeply and say I live in a 2D world. Uh-huh. <laughs> <sighs> hey baby, I so, have no. I have no, That brings uh, us neatly to lag. our
2: final break, during which we have some more goodness here. We oh, no, got queued up. I have Marion Call. No, I beg your pardon. <laughs> I substitute this in. We have the aforementioned segment with Jeff Lewis. Herman Holden's stand-up comedy debut from Woodstock 3.0 this past Thursday. You are listening to Casually Hardcore Live on Versus the World Radio. Our RSS feeds are created and maintained by RSS feed creator from JitBit Software. Check out all their fine utility software available at www.jitbit.com We'll be back right after this.
4: Hello, this is John Scalzi and you're listening to Versus the World Radio.
6: Aha, uh-huh, you're not all sitting yet. But it's um it's just as well. First of all, welcome back to the second half of Woodstock. That's our motto. When most shows have been over for half an hour, Woodstock starts the second act. I, um, I don't know exactly how, well, okay. This next act is the nephew of the owner of the theater. No, it's not Scooter. Not unless a whole bunch of you have Frank Oz and Jim Henson's hands up your ass. Uh, Um, he was, it was strongly suggested by the venue that we now allow this next performer some stage time, so, um, please welcome Herman Holden. I was told
9: there would only be seven or eight people here tops. (laughs) Um, this is not a coffee shop in a back alley. Um... My name is Herman Holden. I'm normally guild leader of the Knights of Good. Thank you. Yes. Um, But tonight is my stand-up comedy debut. I've just wet my pants. You are. I don't know what that means. I'm so nervous. <laughs> um I've just graduated from uh Bob Portsmouth's Crazy Comedy College. Um he spells all the words in crazy comedy college with K's instead of Cs. <laughs> I don't under I don't understand that at all. But uh after research, uh, I, they appear to be a reputable organization. So uh, here goes. I, I don't feel good about this. <sighs> hey. <laughs> a blood sail warlock hit me with a curse of agony and a drain soul spell. And I said, hey, what are you, my ex-wife? I don't, I don't really have an ex-wife. I just, I just made that up. That was not true. I'm sorry. Hey, did you hear about the the world of Warcraft playing dog? You tell him to heal and he says, rough, rough, out of manna. Thank you. <laughs> There's a lot of people out there. Okay. Next card. I I don't know what this says. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Oh. Hey. 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 Thank you. What three things do murlocs and Starbucks have in common? I'm t- I'll tell you. <laughs> They're annoying. There's one every two blocks. And they don't know how to make coffee. this is this is fun okay knock knock yeah. i i don't I don't have that card' s- I guess no one's there. Okay, okay. Hey. Thank you. Do you know what World of Warcraft and my old high school have in common? I'll tell you. You start out very weak and get beaten up every day. Then you go away, get a really sharp sword, come back and kill everybody. Get the hell off the stage. Okay.
2: I guess I have to do. Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio, Productions.com.
1: Get warm the hell up. off the stage. Get the
2: hell off, off the, the stage. stage. <laughs> I guess I have to do that. So, we are into the listener call-in segment, so we'll warm up your copies of Skype. Yes, I
1: have a shout-out. Shout-out? Yes, I would like to shout-out to White Tempest and Boba Fetish and Valerian... And Gnome Frost, all of whom came to join me at the dance party. Look at us. would be a five-man party. I'm not sure what, what we'd run. It's <laughs> level 55s and 60s here. But amen. We'd be a five-man. Thank you so much for coming to the dance party, guys. I appreciate it.
2: Excellent. Yes, yes. Uh, if you wish to call in, the Skype address is vtwshows. Mm-hmm. You can also go to the front page of vtwproductions.com. And in the lower right-hand corner is our... Skype icon that indicates us online. You can click on that if you have Skype installed, and it will dial us from the email bag I have from Ironheart, the uh, gentleman who helped us so greatly with the uh, Phoenix Comic Con. Actually, oh, he, right. the drop in you heard earlier at the beginning of the show was created by him. Nice. Which was the <laughs> mixed together of all the. Arch people. Nemesis is like,
1: wiggle, wiggle. How can to get it? Wiggle. Ha ha, I've got the microphone.
2: <laughs> so, we have an email saying, could you please, sir, would you kindly? Would you kindly. Within the past two weeks, I have become part of a very cool project, and I was wondering if you could mention it on Casually Hardcore. I am the sound designer, currently chief designer, as I was the first to offer my assistance, of what should be a great new sci-fi web series called Absolution. In this email are all the websites with info about this project, including a Facebook page and a YouTube channel. Since a sci-fi web series also takes a bit more money than to create than, say, The Guild, we also have a fundraising drive started on Kickstarter to help raise money. Some props and costumes, pictures of these are on the Kickstarter page, have been made or gathered, and we are currently doing everything that doesn't require spending a lot of money holding auctions, writing and finalizing episode scripts, and so on. While brainstorming about how to get the word out to more people, I thought of my new friends here at Casual Hardcore, and I was hoping you guys could help us out. And let me get the links uh, over to Barry to get out to you. But we have, let's see here, youtube.com slash user slash SWabsolution, all one word. So youtube.com slash user slash SWabsolution. And then the Kickstarter project, uh, that's uh, too long. It's, uh, you can find them via Facebook also at facebook.com SWAbsolution. Cool. That from Ironheart via the z- email. Thank you, Ironheart. Thank you again for all your help, and thank you for the uh, sting you sent in that we mm-hmm. played earlier.
1: We have uh, another email in there. Bring it. Uh, it's called Recovery a Week Later. It's from Cupcheck. I attended Anime BluesCon here in Memphis, Tennessee, as a volunteer, and there was a series of events that happened that I would like to share. Day one, July eighth, I worked the digital gaming room and did a LARP session. After my eight hours of volunteer work was done, this day included me dressing up as Yoshi from Mario Brothers: Fame and gave piggyback rides to Deadpool and a three hundred pound Marty McFly cosplayer. Wow! Re-injuring my back <laughs> upon the excessive weight that was bestowed upon me unexpectedly. Shocking. Upon finishing the LARP session at four a.m. and and a few. Me and a few fellow LARPers decided to go out for coffee right about that time. The sun came up and I realized it was the end of the 25th hour of being awake. Hmm. Day two, July 9th of the con um, hit and I was free to do whatever until I was required to help run a 27 man Marvel versus Capcom 3 tournament. When all was said and done, I hit my 38th hour of being wide awake after six cups of coffee and night prior and the tall cup of Starbucks Frappuccino that I had had through the day. I was forced to go to sleep because I wanted to be wide awake when midnight hit to celebrate my birthday with my fellow nerds. I thought I was taking a nap at 3 p.m. to go back at 5 p.m., but didn't make it because my brother and my roommate failed to wake me up. Day three, July 10, dinged 26. Rolled around and I've slept for a total of 11 hours. My body didn't recover enough to go back to the con. And sorry for the wall of text, but it leads into this. With me typing this at 2.20 a.m. and have the energy to stay up for another four to five hours, here's the ultimate question. How long does it take for your bodies to get back on regular pattern with work and sleep and other things you people do? Usually three days for me. Oh, I can be up to a week of craziness once I've, once I've stressed my body out. If I've gone three or four days like that, it'll be a while.
2: If I can, if I can be good for a good three-day run of, of forcing myself to get, get to bed at a reasonable time and get back up, I can get back to normal.
0: Yeah. Now, it's, for me, it's one night, just need to push through until you can get to this is the time I want to go to bed go to sleep, and have the ability to, you know, sleep a little later in the morning. I always
2: feel weird that next day, even if I force the the good times.
3: No,
0: I mean, unless you're factoring in things like travel as well. Travel is what usually kills me. Yeah, that's usually what happens. Staying up around the house or, you know, doing stuff where you don't have to (laughs) get on a plane is no big deal.
1: Oh, my goodness. You
2: get I don't know, I think Barry v is letting us down here. I was I was expecting him to phone in with his Captain America review. That's true. Yeah, well, call he him. can't
1: he cannot spoil it though. I know.
2: that's I know. true. Okay, we gotta uh. call we have a caller coming in. And maybe he will let us answer. Hey there, uh gnome, it's Boba Fetish here. Boba Fetish. How goes it? It goes. How about you? I am just gonna say your name again, Boba Fettish. Mm, I pages.
5: just wanted to call and congratulate you guys for making the front page and the geek page of Fark. dot com.
2: Oh, did we now? Yep. Is that what you yep. were posting in the forums there? Yep. Woo-hoo. I just happened to find it when I was trying to do research yesterday, but got distracted by your damn Woodstock stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's good, isn't it? I uh, just a little bit.
1: <laughs> and yeah, we did make uh, we did make Fark. Fark.com. Front page of Fark.com. dot com. Yeah, that is was cool. So
2: yeah, they were linking through to one of the uh, the early spoken word guys that did it. So yeah, versus yeah, the Ernie, wolves. Ernie, Ernie Klein. Yep. Yeah, he did, he did want... a good segment there about kids these days. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. But I wanted to call and congratulate you for that. Oh, was, thank you for, so much. Like I say, I was trying to do my research, but got distracted when I saw that. So Lol's famous on the interwebs. That's us. Mm-hmm. You betcha. Good to hear from you, Boba. All right, see you later. Catch you later.
1: All right, bye. Fark. And
2: then,
4: wait a minute, fark.com? F-A-R-K, yep. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, because I was spelling it F-A-R-C, and all I was getting up was links to the terrorist group in Colombia. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no. We're, we're, also, we're also on their homepage. Yeah, we yeah. did not make that homepage. <laughs>
0: yeah, I was looking at pictures. Was for the cocaine. Pictures thought, of that. <laughs> <laughs> your cocaine, man. <laughs>
2: Cocaina. I like it. All right. So, thank you, Baba. The line yep. is open again. VTW shows or the link. <laughs> Hi. Hi.
1: Look at her waving. Yep. She's being the the royal. Yes. royal wave.
2: Yes, she does the wrist twist royal wave because there we are. Right. Apparently, there. it's genetic. Yep. So,
0: I picked up the newest edition of the Shadowrun role-playing game. I
2: saw that on Twitter. I
0: saw the tweet, yeah. Which is, I'm slowly getting through it. There's things like the Matrix and the uh, other parts I'm not sure I'm willing to to tackle quite yet, but it seems really interesting. It looks like we have Barry calling in now. Yeah, you can continue that.
2: Go ahead. He can wait. He can come on now. But can he hear us? Hello? The Barry Von Awesome is on the line. What up?
5: Sorry, I had some issues there where I had the stream on too. Um, Hi, everyone.
1: Hello. Hello. Hi, Barry.
5: So, yes, I liked the Captain America movie much in the same vein that uh, I liked the Thor movie and the Iron Man movies. And because it's made by the same, under the same system where Marvel finally said, you know, we need to do these right and keep them true to form. And. It, it was a good Captain America movie, it, and it was surprisingly good. It was better than I thought it was going to be.
2: That's basically the origin story, right?
5: Yes. but Threw, they didn't... Through
2: to his discovery in the 20th century?
5: Um, In a spoilerish way, yeah, I guess you could say that, yeah.
2: I'm assuming that bit rolls after the credits. Shocked, shocked I was.
5: It's near the end. <laughs> it leads <laughs> up to that point. It leads up to the point where, you know, I mean... Uh, obviously, I, I mean, everybody knows that that's what happens to Captain America. Yeah, there's no spoilers <laughs> there. That, that spoiler is the American.
2: origin story. That's, that's like saying it's a spoiler that Spider-Man gets bitten by a radioactive spider. Exactly. Oh, no, what have I done? <laughs> Damn it. They're what have that. you
1: done? Holy moly. Bad, bad, bad no mice.
2: So this but, is uh, definitely World War II era Cap.
5: Oh, very much so.
2: And <laughs> the Red Skull.
5: Yeah, and, but they they got the Captain America story right. Like they hit it right on the button. They they exactly told that story correctly.
2: I'm looking forward to that one.
5: Hmm. It's a quality cool. movie, and of course, stay through the end of the credits.
3: The yeah, it's Are a comic common- book movie. <laughs> yeah, but
5: they took it a little bit different Winora. this time. It's essentially a trailer for the Avengers movie. Uh huh. Yeah, but um, well, it's, well, then,
2: it's that's awesome. They've been building to that for. I mean, at the end of Thor. It was the reveal of Loki as a likely villain and the Cosmic Cube. Right. In Hulk, it was Stark showing up to talk to the general about, hey, we're putting together a team. Um, earlier, Stark was recruited by Agent What's-His-Face. I mean, they lay on the groundwork, you know, not subtly here. No, yeah, it's obvious. <laughs> Shield. Yeah. Hand me my lightsaber. Yeah,
3: so... <laughs> What?
5: No, it's <laughs> just Samuel funny. L. I'm Jackson. actually watching... Uh, Samuel L.
1: Jackson, yeah.
5: I'm actually watching on mute right now the uh, the second Fantastic Four movie uh, on FX.
2: Now, that one's outside or doesn't seem to have been included in this whole uh, movies that they're proud of. Yeah. Um, no,
5: although, although the second Fantastic Four movie was way better than the first one. If you just ignore the fact that they made the first Fantastic Four movie and watch the second one, it's a decent film, but it's still weird that Johnny Storm and Captain America are the same dude.
4: Oh, I didn't realize it was the
1: same, uh, actor.
2: Yes. same actor. I yeah. noticed that, and yes. he was also,
4: and he was also in the Losers. Yeah,
1: he's been genetically mutated multiple times.
4: Yeah,
5: but the Losers is a DC product. Attack. This is this is true, oh. but it was still
4: the same guy because we saw Captain America trailer last night as well, and I was like, and I finally clicked where I'd seen him before. I was like, oh wait, that was Johnny Storm from Fantastic yeah. Four, and it was the guy in the Losers because I really enjoyed Chris the losers. Evans. Is yeah, Chris something Evans. like that.
5: Yeah. Although but to be fair. One of the guys in Thor was also, uh, also played the Punisher, too. One of the other gods from the Norse area.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> the, um... So, yeah, Chris Helmsworth was the guy... They, they've def- definitely gone with... They learned from uh, Iron Man and Incredible Hulk to not go for A-list actors when you're heading towards an ensemble film. Because they run into certain budgetary constraints. Sure. So you've got eight or nine people who all want A-list billing. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Halle Berry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I don't want to talk about the X-Men movies. <laughs> yes. The, uh, but they wound up recasting Bruce Banner to somebody you've never heard of. Mark Ruffalo. And, he's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, but, he, but he's not... Current and not you know what Hollywood would consider a list dollar wise at least at this point in his career. I like to refer to him
5: as Bruce Banner the third. Bruce Banner the third, yes indeed. Because we had Ed Norton the
2: fourth. Well, I mean there was Ed Norton, right? And then before him, what's his face? Um, Oh,
5: Mr.
0: Wooden actor who can't act to save his life. Yeah, Um, Batman. No, the guy
5: from Eric Banner. Eric Banner. Eric Banner, Banner, yes, yeah. Who was supposed to be Wolverine in the first right. X Men movie, but he oh. hurt him, his back or something filming the movie Black Hawk Down. Hmm.
3: Huh. Yeah, and that's how he ended was up with the, Hugh Jackman, who is awesome yeah, as Wolverine. He was oh, one yeah.
4: of the Delta Force guys in uh, Black Hawk Down. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Excellent.
2: So yeah, so they're they're in the land of you know developing new talent, right? So they can afford, and we'll see. I mean, with there is, Downey the, Jr. being probably your top name. Well, the exception there, because he definitely pulls top right. dollar. But much like with the Hulk, how much screen time, <laughs> if you write the script right, does the actor actually get? Not much. And how much is uh, CGI? CGI?
0: Well, I mean, but they also kind of hit a home run with the guy they got to play Thor. And yes. actually
2: turned out to be damn good at playing Thor. Yes. <laughs> so. I, I will definitely. Oh, no, I'm t- yeah. The, the casting directors are clearly doing their jobs. Right, right. Um, but I understand where Disney Marvel is coming from as far as okay, we did keep this budget under control. I know you'd love to have all these top dollar people, but uh, yeah, this is by no means a guaranteed success. Though they've really stacked the deck in their favor by allowing uh, our good friend Mr. Whedon to write and direct it. Uh, at least, or at least, he's been heavily involved in the writing process. Well,
0: they're stacking them in their in it being a good story and and very good writing. Mm-hmm. That Mr. Whedon hasn't always translated into financial success at the box office.
2: Uh, I mean, he's always made money. He's, he's never, made money, yeah. But I mean, in, it's not in like, Hollywood. You know, not losing right. money is a pretty big deal, right? Um, and he's also proven that he clearly can balance an ensemble cast. Oh, yeah. Because that's kind no, of No, I'm not saying...
0: I, I I fully expect it's going to be awesome. I just don't know that he's... I mean, his, 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 it was Serenity. It was probably his biggest movie. I don't know if he's directed anything other than that.
2: Mission um, Impossible 2? Did yeah. he do that? Okay. The Cabin in the Woods will finally get released sometime later this year, which is supposed to be a, a kind of a fun horror movie. Mm. Not really my thing, but okay. All right. It's one of those ones that's been in release hell. It's ah. been finished in the can for ages, and they keep... Uh, jockeying around, if and when they ever plan to release it. Uh, One of the things that did come out of Comic Con, though, is that uh, Doctor Horrible. Too long. two. Two is well Uh, well into production and will happen. Uh, Nice. Like bring it on. I sort of figured how to bring the how to bring the dead penny back. You know. Yeah. (laughs) Zombie maybe. Robot maybe. Flashback. Who knows? Yeah.
0: Frankenstein experiment. (laughs) All
2: right. So. Um, before yes. I
5: go, to spoil yes. a, one thing from Captain America, and none of you will have expected this.
2: He has a vibranium shield.
5: Stanley is in the movie. No nice, way. a little bit of a cameo.
2: No kidding. Shocked That's me. never happened before.
5: <coughs> Interesting. And to prove that FX has some sort of weird, swi- sick, twisted sense of humor, I was just watching the Fantastic Four movie. Now they're going into the movie 13 going on 30 with... Uh, Jennifer Garner, or whatever her name is from alias, and Mark Ruffalo. Weird. Hmm. Small industry. Yeah, apparently.
2: All right. I'm going to summarily hang up on you now, Mr. Producer, sir.
5: Goodbye, Internet. See next
2: time. <laughs> Bye-bye, interwebs. And that handily brings us to the end of this episode. You have been listening to... Casually Hardcore, live on Versus the World Radio. Check us out on the web, Productions.com. Next, let's see, Friday this week, if you want to uh, join me for an episode of Alpha Geek Interviews, I've got Mr. Scott Johnson from Frog Pants Studios coming over. Who They've been doing a lot of simulcasts on our network, and that little tacular thing from a while back was kind of his doing. So yep. we're getting together for what should be a great deal of fun. So keep your eye on the announcement that is already posted to the front page of vtwproductions.com with the details of when the live recording of the interview with Scott Johnson will take place. But set aside some time this Friday. It's going to be fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, we actually yeah. ran into one of our future prospects backstage, uh, Marion Call, who I'm trying to arrange an uh, interview in early August And cool. she's not traveling around the world. Was bopping around the place, and I said, "Hey, I'm that guy from the internet who's going to interview you in August." Like, "Oh, hey, I'll be in Texas then. All I need is Skype, right?" It's like, "You got it, mm-hmm. nice." So that's looking good. So I'll try and keep uh, a flow of interviewees coming to you guys. Suggestions are always welcomed. Um, ideally realistic suggestions, or suggestions where you have a contact where you could make it happen. So saying, hey, wouldn't it be great to interview Joss Whedon is dandy, and I agree, it would be freaking awesome to interview Joss Whedon, but how do we exactly get our foot in the door with right. Mr. Whedon? So, yes, yeah, suggestions are welcome, but suggestions armed with ways of making the uh, contact actually happen are preferred. Yeah, I have been Gnomewise.
1: I've been Eyelight. I've been Grail. I've been Gnora.
2: We'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Thank you for joining us. There will be no Emperor's Court this evening. If you check the front page of VTW Productions, you'll see it has been rescheduled for tomorrow night due to scheduling conflicts amongst the cast. So, if you're here for Emperor's Court, I'm very sorry. I have tacked on to the end of this episode since it was very long and it would not have worked as a uh, music break. This year's rendition of The Captain's Wife's Lament by Paul and Storm... Adam Savage and Will Wheaton from Wootstock 3.0 enjoy it it'll play after the end of the episode we are out of here
6: Bye bye, whale people. Happy
7: bomba to you bomba we bomba Happy trails bomba you. bomba on bomba bomba bomba